0: This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world.
1: Tonight's final bout
2: is for the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship, scheduled
3: for one fall or two curfew.
0: Gathered together from the cosmic reaches of the universe. Here in this great hall of justice are the most powerful forces of good ever assembled.
3: The last of the Titans.
0: In the passion and death of their struggle, the very art that had raised them to such Olympian heights was lost. Their techniques vanished. <laughs> Referee giving instructions
2: here to both principals and this should be one whale of a match to wind up things here in Madison Square Garden.
3: All right, fans of the Titans of Wrestling, if you're digging this show, you got to know that we've been doing them for a while. We've got an archive of shows that you're going to blow your mind. Just head on over to the place to be Nation to check them out. Titans of Wrestling Archives. You know you want to hear it.
4: Hello, everyone, and you're listening once again to the Titans of Wrestling, and uh, I'm here as ever with Johnny. How are you doing, Johnny?
3: I'm doing great. Uh, obviously better than you are right now. <laughs> something really seems, something really must have bothered you recently.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you may, fi- you may find out if you listen long enough. Um, and
1: yeah, uh, You know, Parv, when I get angry, I like to like kick stuff. You get angry, you write. That's pretty impressive.
4: <laughs> well, you know, I'm... That's uh, an
3: anger management skill.
4: <laughs> it's
3: the it's the T. Yeah, I go off and
4: write an I go I, I go off and write an angry poem about it or something. Uh, uh, Pete uh, is uh, also with me, of course. Um, doing great,
1: guys. How are you men doing today? Great.
4: And great. Uh, Kelly, how you doing, Kelly? Oh,
2: I'm
4: doing great as always. Have you recovered from your um Danucci Din- shut in? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I had a private moment with Dominic this morning.
4: It's
3: over. Now. <laughs> oh, is did, that what they're God. calling that. Is, is that what they're calling it nowadays? Oh,
4: <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do you want to give the listeners a sneak preview of of this, or are you keeping it all hush hush, Kelly?
2: Um, well, let's just say that I've got something uh, cooking here, something in the works that's going to blow the minds of the fan, of fans of Titans of Wrestling, and an announcement will be forthcoming.
4: Okay. All right. Building hype. That's how you do it. Yeah. That's how you do it, uh, people. Okay, well, we've got a lot so to Barb, get... Barb, oh, you right. on a
1: Barb, You were you on a recent podcast uh, talking about the Rumble? Um, you might want to
4: say
1: anything about it?
4: Oh, yeah, yeah. I uh, I was recently on a podcast talking about the Royal Rumble 1989 and 1990 um, with uh, a guy called Rich. He, it's the Voices of Wrestling, is right? Uh, is that what it's what called? Voices of wrestling. Yeah, I was yep. on there. I talked uh, it, it was my opportunity my big opportunity to talk about Ted for two hours straight, so <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. yeah. hey, hey, to, wow. Hey way, way to put over their show there, pal. Just, <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'm 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 really I'm really uh, Sh- I'm really bad at shilling. <laughs> what can I do? I mean, I'm British. It doesn't come naturally to us. We're, we're bad shillers. Um. <laughs> I even gave you
1: a great you uh, to do it with and stuff. You
4: know? well, well, I mean, did you ever you listen to it? Was it any good?
1: Was it... I haven't listened to it yet, but I hear uh, I, It's must-hear parved uh, radio is what I hear.
4: <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, and you can listen to all of the other great shows. Uh, that uh, I'm involved with, and that uh, are also <laughs> on uh, Place to Be Nation. Go and have a look yourself. Okay, shall we, uh, we <laughs> get... All the, <laughs> all, 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 all the great shows that
3: <laughs> I'm involved in.
1: I lost count after two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um,
4: and, uh, well, okay, they, 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 check out Place to Be Nation. Uh, You know, there's lots of good stuff there. Okay, um, uh, we're going to get straight into the footage today um, because uh, we've got quite a bit to get through, um, including a a 40-minute match uh, that we're looking at um, and a couple of uh, cool bits from Kelly, so uh, no time to waste. Um, We're on... uh, We're about September the 6th, um, 1980, and uh, Hulk Hogan... um, interrupt Andre, the giant, uh, during an interview here. So that the, the, uh, we see Canary Yellow Vince. Uh, Canary Vince is with Andre, um, who and Vince says that Andre's been around the world. In fact, uh, they mention some unusual places, including India, uh, Japan, obviously, and South Africa. Now, is that true? Did Andre wrestle in India? Does anyone know? I uh, yeah, I know. I wrestled all over the world. <laughs> that is
3: why I have to stay in such good shape.
4: I wonder what I wonder what Indian federations there were in 1980 that uh, Andre had been to. Um, Andre, Andre says that um, because of all of this, he needs to stay in shape, <laughs> which I thought was quite um, funny. Um, and uh, I-, I
3: like, real quick, I like yeah. he's like, and Japan, different they're so little; they have to have four of them against. It's like Andre perpetuating Asian stereotypes. They're also tiny.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and... And he had that shit-eating grin when he said it too. Like, yeah, I'm <laughs> so much bigger than those
4: those fucking Japs. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I always heard that um, Andre was a big. Hit, Andre was a big hit with the ladies in Japan. That uh, well, he was a big hit with the ladies everywhere. Apparently, but yeah, especially yeah. you got a lot of action in Japan. Um,
3: <laughs>
4: I wonder if he he, got, hit, he, 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 well, he took, also
3: he also used to shit in the bathtub there too. So you know.
4: <laughs> <laughs> that's why I kept going back with
3: <laughs> uh, <wouldn't> you <laughs> yeah.
4: no I was gonna say do you think he had four um four women in Japan as well like he had like uh he was too much for just one woman to handle he had to he had four of yes. them working him over
3: all, all walking on his back
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah you guys are giving me nightmares when if I go to sleep tonight I'm gonna be visualizing Andre with four women on <laughs>
4: <laughs> <Thanks, laughs> Tony, Tony Alas just got excited somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, uh, Vince mentions that Andre's got the longest undefeated streak of all time. And uh, now, Fred Blassie comes, and he's got Hogan with him. Uh, what, what happens here, Johnny?
3: can't believe you, I have this big monstrosity out here. <laughs> <It's> he <laughs> points right at him, this big monstrosity. Fred Blassie does not back down from Andre. At all. He's in his face with his cane and yelling at him. And never stooges like Andre gets in his, get, like, comes closer. He doesn't, like, cower in fear. He's like, yeah, you big monstrosity. What are you going to do, hit an old man? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and, and, and he, goes, he goes, my man here is going to snuff him up one nostril and
0: blow him out the other.
3: I like, you know, that, which is really, really for uh, some some great foreshadowing. For what Hogan did with his nostrils in most of the 80s. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
4: (laughs) Okay, well, uh, yeah, this is exactly uh, what happened here. And um, Andre was like, well, why can't we get it on right now? And Vince is, you know, this is not the right place or the right time. Um, And I was thinking, well, hold on, Vince. You are standing right next to a wrestling ring here, and this is a wrestling show. So why is it not the right place or the right time? Um, Blassie gets in Andre's face. And uh, basically, the announcer match uh, is going to happen next week. It's going to be Andre yeah. versus Hogan uh, on national TV on next week's yeah. Champion Room. And,
3: and you, you already see the, more of the beginnings of Vince's crush on Hogan. You know, you know, yeah. you, I mean, watching all this, the way he talks about Hogan, you see that somewhere in the back of his head, he's like, someday this guy mm. is going to be money. You know, you could tell.
4: Do you think the Do you think actually Hogan is getting more into it now as a character? Like, do you think he's developed at all in the time that we've seen him?
1: I I don't know. He seemed kind of blandish. I mean, he seemed like like Johnny pointed out he was doing thunder lips. He was doing thunder lips again, but yeah, he still didn't seem like he he had it that makes sense. I mean, you could obviously tell he was a, a big guy, but I couldn't. I still I can't picture
2: him as the face of the company. Yeah. I think okay. it takes the baby face turn in the AWA
3: to really... Yeah, right. well, I yeah like in convinced.
2: the AWA...
1: <laughs> Sorry, Johnny, go on. No,
3: no, no. Yo, you go. Yo.
1: Yeah, like in the AWA, when we watched the AWA footage, you could see he was on the... You know, he was... It was like he was the man in the AWA. So I'm just mm-hmm. I'm just kind of curious. Hopefully we find the footage here where he the flips the switch, or maybe was just in the AWA, because it just seemed like it all came together in the AWA and then he polished his act Oh, when he came to the WWF in '84 and, and beyond and stuff,
3: yeah, and I think what I meant by that was also it's like, not now, but someday, you know, yeah. you know, you know, and was probably happy go off, tour around the territories and do whatever and get seasoned, and someday, mm. what I take over the world.
4: <laughs> Has anyone seen any Hogan from uh, like 1981? What was he doing that year? Like in in eighty one. AWA, AWA. But it's like, is he? That's when
1: he had that awesome. He had that awesome tag match in eighty one, wasn't it? When, is he with,
4: the uh, is he the complete character? Thought... Is he the complete character? I thought so. In 81? I
1: thought he had the charisma. He had the crowd eating out of his hand. He wasn't as polished as a worker per se, but uh, for for character wise, I thought he he, he he clicked. I thought that tag match he had with the high flyers. I thought, I mean, he he showed, so he had it all. I mean, the crowd, is, he had the crowd eating out of his
4: hand. That was eighty one, wasn't it? Well, in my mind, all of that stuff happens eighty two, eighty three. Well, I could be, uh, I could be out there because uh, I watch okay. all that Maybe stuff. you right.
5: Well.
3: But what's was funny is he went in as a heel, and in that yeah, AWA, yeah. and in that they said basically in that AWA territory, this a guy like this with this kind of charisma, these fans were just not used to. Really, and it was like, and they turned on oh, yeah. face. Yeah. I mean, yeah,
2: he really stood out. Yeah, like right in the, other other
1: guy. Guy. yeah, like even in the promo this year, I don't see the charisma yet. You know, I I, I saw the charisma earlier, but here he he's kind of I don't know, like he doesn't have the charisma like, a, say, a Stan Hansen has at this yeah. point, and and he, but he kind of, but he's he's he has more color than uh, than like Bobby Duncombe and stuff, but he's not, a, but he's not super charismatic yet. He's Glassy carrying the schematic end of this because yeah. caring right
4: now. Well, I don't have any problem with Glassy carrying anything, to be honest. Um...
0: Well, every person you can know, and every place that you can go, and anything that you can show, you know their nouns. A noun's a special
4: kind of word, it's any name you ever heard. I find it quite interesting. A noun's a person, place, or thing. Oh, a
0: train, took a train to another state. The flora and the fauna that I saw were really great. When I saw some bandits chasing the train, I was wishing I was back home again. I took a train, took a train to another
4: state. So let's, uh, let's move on, because the next match here is Andre the Giant taking on Hulk Hogan on Championship Wrestling. Uh, John McHugh with the introductions, and uh, as soon as you can see this as a TV match, you know. You knew immediately something's going to happen here. This isn't—they're they're never going to give us a proper match on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, Blassie looks like he's just straight come straight from Guatimala Bay tonight. He's wearing like a was like an orange jumpsuit, <laughs> um, and um, well, what, what happened in this match, Pete?
1: Uh, it's pretty much you know it's it's a big angle, but I mean they we start off with a really big showdown where you know it's building anticipation. And they. Then they exchange like, uh, mirror moves, kinda. And then all of a sudden Hulk loads up the, uh, the, the gimmick for the Hulk hammer, which is pretty much, uh, 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 the, the Larry the Axes finish, uh, which is a clothesline to the forehead and Andre just blades huge. And then pretty much it's just like the most, it was like almost like weird setting because all of a sudden Hogan is selling the arm because it hurt. Uh, he's out there with Blassie, and then Vince comes in. And starts another interview almost while Andre uh, is just bleeding in the ring. It was almost it was just weird in a way. What do you guys think,
4: Johnny?
3: Uh, I thought this was a blast. I, mean, like, I, I can imagine you know like you know I don't remember this because I said I was really little, so uh, I don't I know I didn't see this. But if I had, when I was ten, I would have been like I can't believe this is on TV.
0: You know, they would have
3: got me, you know. I would have you know. So. I love the crowd. Dude. There's this is some some crowd of guys in the front row. Uh, apparently, uh, off to your uh, your right are a bunch of shriners <laughs> in their little ties. And uh, I believe that was either Super Eight or his less fat cousin
5: was <laughs> sitting right right yeah, in the
3: front row. I saw that guy. Yeah. Uh, right next to some like old guy in suspenders and a pork pie hat and glasses. <laughs> You know, who looked like yeah, he just stepped out of night, the Great Depression and showed up.
5: Yeah. At, 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 at the, yeah, at the I know. I was like, match. what the hell?
1: It was, it was almost insane. It looked like it was like 1960s footage. Yeah, I know. mean, some and of the
3: way they were. I mean, it was like, man. And the guy who's the guy who's fanning himself the whole time <laughs> yeah. was killing me because all I'm picturing, I'm picturing in my mind, he's like a some southern dandy. You know, who's, you know, he's, he's, he's a, you know, Barnett. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I believe all this silence, all this man meat in the ring is giving me the vapors.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> and I love what Hogan, this is my favorite part of this. After Hogan hits Andre with uh, the clothesline that has the foreign object in it, he sells that his arm hurts because he just used this piece of metal that impacted on his arm too, which is like one of the it's one of my little pet peeves about wrestling. You know, like yeah, I put a metal plate in my mask and I hit you with a headbutt and I'm fine. You know, so I was like, oh, neat little bit. I like I like that a lot. And, and Bruno, who obviously can measure things by sight, when he's describing Vince, is like, was there a foreign object? Goes, I saw it, Vince. It was five inches long. <laughs> oh, that's, very accurate of you, Bruno.
1: I, I, love, I love the fact, Johnny, that the, the gimmick, uh, when people don't sell the gimmick in the, in the mask bothers you, but the pile driver uh, doesn't impact
3: their neck. I love that. Well, well, yeah, it's a, it's a piece of metal. The other one is, you know, no, the top of the head. It doesn't impact the neck. It doesn't hurt the top of the head. <laughs>
1: oh, that's what it is. I'm sorry, I, just, I lost the weapon.
3: If he pile drives you on a piece of metal then yes you <laughs> the top of
4: your head oh, of course Kelly G- uh, any additional thoughts here
2: yeah I wanted to uh, remark about like the, the stark change in quality footage quality between mm. the first segment and this <laughs> holy shit <laughs> it was like unbelievable it was like the Wizard of Oz or something going from black <laughs> to white because <color. laughs> we've gotten used to watching awesome. the, the, the like 10 generation of. <laughs> tape versions and the then w- you get
1: WWE Universe in beautiful Technicolor.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then you get this one ripped right from WWE Classics and it's holy wow. Um, I was thinking about the network and how you know everything is going to look so great when they when that starts. Uh, all the old footage. We won't have to watch all this bleach out shit Kelly, anymore. You read,
3: you read my mind dude. I wrote down the same thing. Like yeah. This is what the network's going to be like. Holy yeah. shit, it's going to be like crack.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the footage, the quality was so awesome. Um, I wondered why Hogan, after he hit him with the hammer, he just left the ring. He didn't even try to pin Andre. Because um, yeah. like, the referee didn't notice it. He wasn't disqualified. But he just leaves, and then it ends.
3: You know? It's like dropping the mic, dude. Yeah, it I'm, I'm I, I it guess, but like, Andre never been all. defeated
2: before. In kayfabe terms... This was like your big chance to end the undefeated streak, and he just
3: leaves the ring. I don't know. That's because Blassie told him to do it, because that'll make more fans hunger for the rematch, yeah. and then they make more money, and he gets more out of his cut as an obvious <laughs> manager.
2: Yeah,
5: good,
1: good cover-up. I love
2: Johnny logic, man. He's <laughs> a I mean, when there isn't any logic to begin with, any logic helps. Uh, <laughs> We, we, and then Andre's promo was like the most unintelligible Andre promo <laughs> at the end
3: of the. <laughs> I know. i Hogan. That's all you could understand was Hogan. Yeah. And, and it's funny because yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't like he slipped into French. <laughs> he, he slipped into Andre. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: Oh yeah. Um, I I don't have a huge amount to add here, but I've got a little bit of a nerd nerd factoids uh, here for you peeps. Uh, I thought you'd appreciate this. Um, I was really. Why,
1: why
5: are
4: the nerd factoids all named at <laughs> me? Oh, well, you, you're the one who keeps on ripping me about my Vince in 1980, Vince in 1985 oh, okay, stuff. Okay, okay. Um, I was interested by why John McHugh was the on the introductions here, and why Capessa was on the on the All Star Wrestling one. Um, cause, uh, you know, Capetta typically is in Philly, right? Um, and a lot of the, uh, championship wrestling tapings were in, um, Allentown, which, uh, I believe Capetta also did, but Capetta wasn't here. So I was like, well, why not? Um, so I did look this up and apparently this match was taped in Hamburg, Pennsylvania. Um, and it was, uh, it was actually taped on, um, a different date, um, from, from when it aired. So the rest of the September the 9th, uh, card, um, from Championship Wrestling was from Allentown, but the Hogan versus Henri match was from the, um, August the 20th in Hamburg. So just a little, just a little tidbit for you there. Um,
1: yeah, uh, I want to say, uh, the angle and the match aired, uh, happened at the same time because the crowd was the exact same people.
4: Yes, yeah. so it, it was um, it was from that same taping in Hamburg. Yeah,
2: they would film three weeks worth of shows in one go, right? Then they would do that all the way up. And I think you're just do. taking it back. i the
1: second Hamburg you looked because it came off a DVD and it did say Hamburg in big print and stuff all over the over the, over the video.
2: Oh yeah. Well, All Star Wrestling in Hamburg was the B show, and Championship Wrestling for Valentine was the A show. Most of the important stuff happened on Championship Wrestling. But I don't, I haven't uh, figured out that, like, who got to see what, and, you know, if you say, if you lived in the Northeast, did you get to see both shows on different days? Johnny, do yes. you know
3: how yes. it went? Okay. Both shows on Saturday, actually. Oh, really? Uh, on ev- different ev- channels? Ev- ev- yeah, eventually. Uh, well, that's because I was in this. I was in a part of uh, uh, New Jersey where we got Philadelphia programming and New York programming as far as as far as local stuff. So we had like two NBCs, two ABCs, two CBSs, you know. And uh, so we got all the UHF too. So yeah, that was like when and then when they when they updated it in what eighty Yeah, yeah it, it went from uh, uh, the the B show from Hamburg became Wrestling Challenge.
1: Yeah,
2: but they do oh, already. Wow! Moved so on, instead of
1: researching it, you guys could have just asked Johnny
2: and still so <laughs> yourself. Well, that's it
4: It's good yeah. primary and,
2: uh, evidence and uh, secondary.
4: I, I still can't figure out what the deal with uh, with Capetta and McHugh is there, though. Um, I still don't like because I I know that they only worked certain things. So I can't, but I don't think uh, Graham has got this match that this uh, next match coming up. The, um the September the twentieth it's Hulk Hogan taking on Steve King <laughs> and Angelo Gomez now, st- now Steve King uh, is a jobber extraordinaire so, <laughs> so kelly uh, I'm assuming you've got a bio here and uh, as yeah. a, as uh, you give this bio i 'm going to see if I can find uh, when this match happened and where it happened because uh, it's one of the one of the mysteries okay <laughs> take okay. it away, Kelly. All right. Uh, yeah, this
2: may be one of my longer ones. We'll see. Uh, I, <laughs> this was done when I had the um, holiday break and I had three days off, so I, I took my time on this one. It wasn't a rush job. <laughs> um, so Steve King, uh, you know, as we can probably tell by looking at him, that's that's not his real name. Uh, his real <laughs> name was <laughs> his real name was actually Jose Rivera. Um, Jose. Jose Rivera. <laughs> And which is super confusing for guys in the uh, for guys in New York at this time because there was so many different Riveras. Um, there was Jose Luis Rivera, of course, as we've seen. There was Johnny Rivera. Uh, Victor Rivera preceded um, these guys by a few years. Um, so there's uh, I, I stumbled on a thread. I think it was on Kayfabe Memories called the Rivera Conundrum because in a <laughs> lot of the
4: <laughs> a lot of the results. That's, that's so Kayfabe Memories.
5: I know. <laughs>
2: in a lot of results there's confusion over which rivera was wrestling and which match and and it goes on and on it's it's yeah it is a total uh, uh typical kayfabe memories uh, thread <laughs> so specific so so spe- <laughs> specific topics. anyway so he wrestled under the name steve king um he was born in 1952 in little ferry new jersey uh, i'm not sure how close that was to your old stompy grounds johnny
3: um, uh, I, I never heard of Little Fairy, New Jersey.
4: Oh, okay. uh, what sort of town sort of is that, Little Fairy? Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, no, and how dare you
1: insinuate that Johnny was, might be nearby Little Fairy?
3: <laughs> no, no <laughs> I've known quite a few Little Fairies from New Jersey, but no, I didn't know they had their own town.
2: <laughs> well, apparently they do. You yeah, military
3: fairy.
2: <laughs> a lot of these guys have been from new jersey i think um anyway let's see he oh he died on um, june the 21st 2008 so not too terribly long ago um let's see so in uh, when we're seeing him he's about 20 28 years old uh the earliest result i could find was um december 7th 1976 the philadelphia arena um, where he uh, was a championship wrestling taping at that time, this was pre Allentown they did tapings at the Philadelphia arena, and he lost to Ken Patera at that uh, show um, Oh yes, his stats uh, career stats that I could find uh, thirty nine wins thirty five draws and three hundred and two defeats so very typical <laughs> Typical line for these guys that I've been researching. <laughs> Ten times the losses of wins is usually the, the rough uh, uh, equivalent of uh, how it goes. Um, let's see. His first win that I could find was May 27th, 1977 at a place called the Zembo Mosque in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. <laughs> now... And the Zembo Mosque was actually, at this time, it was a regular stop on the on the the loop for the WWF. Um, Anyway, he defeated someone called Carlos Vega, who is a pure jobber. Uh, You couldn't click on his name. I couldn't find any information. (laughs) (laughs) So there's one. Um, But other than that, I mean, King, uh, I think, you know, I'd mentioned him a few times in previous episodes because he, he lost to all the other jobbers, at one time or another, he lost to Frank Williams. He lost to Johnny Rods. Uh, he lost to here's some really obscure names: Joe Turco, Pete Reeves, Tank Patton. whoever
4: the Tank Patton? I've was. heard of Tank Patton. Oh yeah, <laughs> that, that, that name has come up before. In my very, you know, I've just that, that I've come across that name at least once before. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Tank is a you
2: jobber. <laughs>
3: you're, you're, you're thinking of George C.
2: Scott?
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: Wrong wrong pattern. <laughs>
2: Um He lost to Gypsy Rodriguez. That's a name that's come up a bunch of times. We still haven't got to see Gypsy. I don't know if, uh, if we do on this footage. Uh, he lost to Tony Russo, Mark Pohl. That name's come up a few times. Um, 1978 was King's career year. He had 13 wins that year. Uh, so he had 39 for his career. 13 of them came in 1978. That was his peak um, some of the highlights from that year for Steve, he defeated Mike Madero at the Philadelphia Spectrum, April 22nd. So that's that's a big win. That's at the Spectrum, big arena. He defeated Dennis Johnson at the Boston Garden, May 11th, or May 1st. Uh, so another big arena. And he had defeated someone named John Sinaz. <laughs> t T-Z-I-N-A-S. I'm assuming the T is is silent. Anyway, another pure jobber. That was in Lowell, um, Massachusetts, June 9th. And now back to the Zembo Mosque in Harrisburg. This was, I'm dubbing it, Steve King's house. Because he he won. (laughs) He has no less than four victories at the Zembo Mosque. or had No less than four victories at the Zembo Mosque over the years. (laughs) Uh, He defeated Jose Estrada there. Um, he defeated someone named Uh-oh. Pinky Larson. What's that, Pete? He defeated Pinky Larson twice at the Zembo Mosque, and I, I've dubbed Pinky Larson Steve King's bitch because he had a two and and0 record. No, he had a five and and0
3: record against Pinky Larson, actually. <laughs> so what so we Pinky, to, what, what, what are we gonna do tonight? What are we gonna do tonight, Steve? The same thing we do every night, Pinky. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, awesome. I don't know. Pinky's now the new low man um, out there, I believe, the new clubhouse leader. <laughs> <laughs> See if you can top Steve or Pinky Larson's career. Oh Jesus! Um, he lost uh, Steve King back to uh, King. He lost to Roddy Piper when Piper made um, uh, an appearance at MSG in 1979, April 30th. Uh Piper actually wrestled three times at MSG in 79 and on a couple TV tapings. So I'm not sure if there was wow. like a, yeah, that footage is out there. I've seen it. There's one, one of the TV tapings, Piper plays his bagpipes before the match to get heat, right? Um, I'm not sure if there was ever much thought of him coming in permanently at that time. That would have really uh, changed history if uh, Piper came in permanently in 1979, eh? um okay. let's see 1980 oh here we go some more interesting stuff and, and 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 great stuff in 1980 uh steve king uh wrestled 109 matches that was his peak year as far as output goes and in 1980 he formed a team with my boy dominic dinucci uh in a futile attempt to defeat the oh. samoans on tv <laughs> remember this was during DeNucci's uh uh middle aged and crazy period where he was teaming up with random job guys on a weekly basis uh in tag <laughs>
3: matches. That's and like so you,
1: match
2: hey you,
3: you, you hey you do you want to get a famous you team up with me, <laughs> me eh <Yeah. laughs> we go
2: out
5: <laughs>
2: they actually teamed together 7 times um and guess what their record was as a team oh and 7 <laughs> <out>. oh okay <laughs> So they yeah they wrestled the Samoans a bunch of times and they also still were teaming when the Moondogs came in and they wrestled the Moondogs a few times.
5: Um,
2: King's last recorded win for the WWF was April twenty fourth nineteen eighty two, defeating Tony Colon, in Springfield Mass. I don't know if this is a relation to Carlos Colon, Uh, probably not. But anyway, um, he stayed with the WWF through nineteen eighty five. And had one show for Pro Wrestling USA, uh, 1985, uh, like a lot of these guys dude, uh, did. They, uh, seemed to, uh, join up with Pro Wrestling USA because it was local. It was in the Northeast or they did a bunch of shows in the Northeast. And on that show, he lost to uh, superstar Billy Graham. That would have been, I guess, still Kung Fu Billy Graham at that time. The, uh, oh, God. <laughs> yes, Carve is very familiar with that version of uh, Billy Graham. And hey, we're going to be encountering him soon enough, or, well, in a couple. He has a whole award
4: named <laughs> after him. Yes. Do you think he could uh, take it on both shows when we when he shows up? Because uh, he's probably the worst worker I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, well, I've seen plenty
2: of, uh, well, not plenty, but some of uh, Kung Fu Graham's matches in, coming up in the WWF, and, yeah, he doesn't he doesn't look very good, that's that's for sure.
4: That's going to be fun. Um,
2: <laughs> a lot to look forward to, Parv. Three more years of Backland uh, on top two. <laughs> To look forward to. <laughs> Sweet Hansen returns eventually. Oh, yeah. Jay Strongbow comes back. Oh, we got lots. <laughs> lots of good stuff. <laughs> so, after 85, uh, King vanished until uh, 1994. And in 1994, he actually uh, resumed wrestling for the WWF for a few shows, uh, mostly in Lowell, Massachusetts. So, I'm assuming that's just where he lived. And, you know, they just called him when he came in or when they came into town sort of deal, um, but he also wrestled for an independent promotion in Connecticut called the IWF, which it seems like there was a whole bunch of IWFs over the years. Anyway, um, on what was the date? March 12, 1994, he teamed with someone named Brittany Brown to defeat Jamie West and Snooky Fink, uh, so that was his last recorded win. Um, a lot of obscure names in that one. That card also featured someone named Terror Rising, and the main event of that show—ooh, this is a good one—Warlord versus Lanny Poffo. Wow! Uh, yeah,
3: <laughs>
4: big time main event. And King's last the main match. event in
3: any arena, Jazz. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Yes. laughs>
4: Wasn't Lanny Poffo working for WCW in 1995? I thought he was. was I thought he was contracted. Well, yeah, maybe. This was 94. Um, 94, so, right, okay. I mean, I, I'm sure you could still wrestle for these these um indie... Uh, well, well, I just know he was on contract with WCW and they didn't right. use him. They didn't yeah, use him in, like, two yeah, years so, yeah. or something.
2: Oh, more than that, I think. He was getting paid for years. It was a favor to... Uh, yeah, he was there with to Randy. He was
1: hooked with Randy, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: And so King's last match was April 5th, 1995, Wrestling Challenge taping, losing to Henry O. Godwin... And that's it for Steve King. What
4: a way to go out! Yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: getting it. getting slopped on your way out. Love
2: it. <laughs> awesome. You could probably find that match somewhere if you really wanted to.
4: You you know you want to, Kelly. Yeah, I I know. I will find it. (laughs) He tries to direct
1: direct the traffic away from him, knowing that he wants to look (laughs) for it. If you want to go look for it, you
4: really want to see it. Um, uh, I have uh, actually found some details about this match now. It did happen in Hamburg, uh, Philadelphia, in the Fieldhouse. So... Uh, maybe, um, I, I still haven't really drawn any conclusions about uh, the, why the switch up, why is Capetta here and why it was John McHugh last week, maybe they have maybe they both worked Hamburg, I don't know uh,
1: maybe, maybe one was sick well, you know, or maybe,
4: maybe Capetta was out with yeah. HIV or whatever yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually I'll tell
3: you what you know, stay, stay on the case Miss Marble because you're, you're going <laughs> to
4: <laughs> You're
3: gonna, they're, they're gonna be breaking this one wide open soon.
4: But <laughs> it's, it's very, the, the, the the um the the contractual situations of uh, 1980 W.F. ring announcers is a very important uh, area of research, Johnny. I need to know because um, I thought I hadn't seen McHugh outside of well, I mean, I thought. I don't know. Fink is the New York guy, isn't he? Capetta does a lot of the Philly shows and McHugh. I don't know. Or was it that McHugh was championship wrestling and, uh, Capetta was all star. Maybe it was that. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: oh, <Sorry. laughs> well, you know,
3: maybe, maybe Capetta, uh, was taking a break because he'd gotten that haircut that we'd seen. uh, <laughs> here, and it was hiding for a week before he'd go into public. (laughs) (laughs) yes, yeah, I mean, who who goes into their barber and goes, I want the Alfred E. Newman. Let's, let's give (laughs) me me that.
4: Um, Capetto went through a number of identity crises in 79, 80 kind of period, I've noticed. (laughs) Anyway, anyway, um, uh, Hogan is in his Pied Piper cape uh, now, and um, I've actually been doing a little bit of reading about the Pied Piper recently, and uh, he's quite a dark piece of work, if you, uh, if you look him up. Um, he did a lot of uh, dubious things to those children. Um, anyway, uh, Blassie, um, Blassie uh, is there with them, and uh, he worked a lot at this show. In fact, I've been looking at the results recently, uh, Kelly, and your boy, the Hangman, has, uh, yeah. has, has had quite a lot of quite a reasonably high-profile wins around this time. He, uh, yeah. he, beats, he beats Danucci, kind of around the horn. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a different shows. Yeah, he was pushed uh,
2: when he first came in. I think he eventually gets a IC shot against uh, Pedro Morales.
4: He beat Rene Goulet as well. Uh, Ooh, yeah. any, anyway, <laughs> 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 I mean, yeah, he's reasonably high up the jobber ranks, isn't he? Goulet. Oh yeah, that's pretty. That's actually getting quite high. And I, I think Danucci is high. I mean, Denucci's
2: not a jobber. Oh yeah, Danucci's no.
3: He'd, he'd have to be high to be teaming with Steve King. <laughs> um,
4: anyway, a, a match took place here. Hogan taking on uh, Steve King and Angelo Gomez. And uh, the last time we saw Angelo Gomez was in this exact same scenario, wasn't it, Kelly? Ta- yes. Taking on Hulk Hogan in a handicap match. And that's his only appearance on the footage that we watch. So um, he was something of a handicap match specialist. <laughs> <laughs>
5: He's you know, I'm, I'm not. I'm gonna add it as Wikipedia. I, I, I am Twitter. not
3: touching that one with a ten foot pole. <laughs> nope, not gonna.
4: <laughs> oh dear. Um, so um, there was a double hair, bear hug spot in this rather nothing match. Does anybody have any comments about this, or should we move on to? Oh these? yes,
3: oh yes. Hold on, uh, <laughs> Angelo Gomez, shave off that mustache, and I know who he is. Uh, he's Juan Epstein from uh, Welcome Back, Kotter. <laughs> <It's laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I have a note, Mister McMahon, <laughs> signed Angelo's mother. Uh, this looked like Hulk Hogan versus two midgets. I mean, really. And, and on the, uh, the the announcing here, Parv, I'm shocked you didn't pick up on this. Yeah. Didn't Vince sound? Oh yeah. I thought this was a dub over from I don't know yesterday. It's been several... <laughs> And doesn't <laughs>
4: care. He's got cold. He's got cold, doesn't he? I, 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 know he,
3: I figured that. he's sick. He's definitely sick. He must be and sick. He's, and he's not happy that he's doing this on the commentary. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell. He doesn't. I mean, we were talking about how excited he is last show. Wow. wow. Doesn't give a shit. He's just like, oh, Christ.
4: It doesn't sound uh, like him. It doesn't, yeah, so, doesn't sound like Vince. It sounds guess, like him
3: guess, now. Now that he's old. Uh, and he has the great line, you know, he's like, you know, you you, you got to get behind a guy like Hogan. <laughs> you, know, you know, unfortunately, Gomez doesn't know what to do when he's behind Hogan. I'm like, oh, well, what, I mean, you do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, yeah, that's, that's it for the match. Uh, but, yeah, boy, Hogan just looks massive when they put him in against the tiny guys. This was like, this was like a an allegory for WCW. <laughs> At one point. You know, these two little guys yeah, might I have mean, talent, but Hulk Hogan's gonna kill him.
1: <laughs> yeah, well Vince Vince has plenty of practice being behind Hogan sticking a steroid needle in his in his ass. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>, yeah, that's interesting <laughs> to do <laughs>
3: Yeah. <laughs> Switch <laughs>
4: Switch room reversal. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, oh, shall we uh, shall we move on to uh possibly one of the best uh, one of the best little promo interview segments of all time here because uh Fred Blessy comes out and uh, he starts calling uh, people pencil neck uh, geeks uh, as uh, as is his one but uh Johnny, do you want to tell us
3: up and stuff? <laughs> oh.
4: do you want to tell us what happened to you?
3: Well, okay, here's what actually goes on. This is why people need to look at this footage up. Blassie's cutting a promo, and he stumbles over his words just for a second. Vince, always taking the opportunity to take the piss out of the old guys who call him Junior backstage, jumps on Blassie, you know, right away. You're like, what was that? You said what? And they throw each other. Then they just start riffing. And it's fucking ridiculous. And he Blassie's going on about how Hogan is going to be in a magazine. And he's hinting around that he's eventually, you know, that with the, with this amazing circulation. He, and he pulls out this, like, very, very, very specific number that the magazine has <laughs> of his circulation. And and then it's like, forty, I didn't know. Forty I didn't know. Million ma- is mag- yeah. 49 million. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't know Mad Magazine had that many subscribers. "What a weak then, ass comeback by Vince. <laughs>
5: yeah.
3: Yeah, but then Joseph like, goes, was that National Lampoon?" And I was like, "Oh, that that one's pretty good." And uh, it, it is 1980. Mad Magazine and National Lampoon were relevant at the time. So, and uh, and they keep going back and forth. He's like, "I'm just gonna." I mean, I'm not gonna say what it is, but you know, there's a he'll be in the centerfold of this huge magazine. So are you implying that Hogan is gonna be in Playboy? Because they have girls in Playboy. He's not Hogan. You know, it's because Playgirl is was not that popular as what you're implying. I, I'm not quite sure I understand. And then he's going on and Vince is all, oh, is he gonna be nude? <laughs> well, of course, he's going to be nude. Now, <laughs> this. Is the best fucking thing is that Hogan is completely oblivious to this n- ranting, riffing, nonsensical, let's try to crack each other up thing going on behind him. He's still green enough to where. He only knows how to do during this is point at the camera, flex, go, uh uh-huh, nod his head, put his hands together and wring his hands together, rinse, lather, repeat (laughs) throughout this entire thing. And then when they go to talk to Hogan, he barely even references any of what was just said. (laughs) going on? It was was so bizarre.
4: Like, what? Blass, Blassie claims. And he, like, he, sorry, cannot, on be. no. I, I, I was just about okay. to say that. I was just about to say that Bl- Blassie doing that whole thing makes a number of outrageous claims. He claims that Hogan has signed the biggest magazine contract of all times. Direct all quote. <laughs> he said that Hollywood movie stars have yes. uh, haven't had a contract as big as this, and then he claims. And then he claims, as you said, Johnny, that this is going to be a new centerfold. Like, what the, what is going on? I like I
3: like Vince projecting himself onto Blasi when he says to him, "Is it true that you think this man will make you any, more money than any one man has ever had?"
5: <laughs> I was
3: like, is this man got to make me more money than anyone else has ever had.
5: And
1: then, then there's Hulk who calls calls Vince Vincent wearing the yellow canary yeah. jacket. I was like, I. Was, I was like hearing Parr talk out of Hogan's
4: mouth. Yeah, and he says, if you if you didn't have this little y- yellow canary jacket on, I'd have dropped you on your back. <laughs> that was yeah, awesome.
3: It. He also mentions that Hulkamania has arrived. That would be a first.
4: Did he say that? No, oh, I didn't.
3: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I didn't, he, I didn't, he, I didn't he, hear that. He
4: does say at one point he wants yes. to be known as the superhero Hulk Hogan.
3: Yes, he is the superhero yeah. Hulk Hogan.
4: And uh, he, he, he also says, um, I wanna, I'm going to drop Andre on his fat back with a Hogan hammer. He dropped <laughs> him on his fat back. And um, Vince uh, uses the line, the Blassie would sell his grandmother's front teeth if he could make a buck from it. So how can you trust yeah. him? <laughs> Which and, then,
3: and, someone, and someone says something about the the almighty $1,000 bill. Which doesn't exist uh, in <laughs> circulation, uh, and I don't think I don't think did in 1980 either. So whatever.
5: I was, I was,
3: this was the most. This was the, this the whole promo was like drenched in acid. <laughs> yeah. like, I, and like, another drenched?
2: great bit, just to add to it, was Vince got hit in the face at one point with a piece of garbage thrown at him from the crowd. <laughs> did you notice that?
3: <laughs> no, I didn't see. Yeah, that. <laughs> right in the I yeah, didn't see that either.
2: Oh well watch it again, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> Oh I'll be watching, watching this.
3: This. I'll be watching this I will be watching this over <laughs> and over. I'm gonna have my I'm gonna bring friends who don't like wrestling. I know you hate wrestling, but man, just let's smoke this and watch this.
2: Oh totally. I was watching this in my living room and my, my mother in law happened to walk in and, and stopped and started watching and, and she was transfixed by Blassie, totally. Uh, she was laughing her ass off at what Blassie was
4: saying and she never
2: watches wrestling, hardly knows anything
4: about wrestling. <laughs> I will say of all the promo segments and things that we've covered on this show, this is one of the ones that you should try to check oh, out. Yeah. And it's, it's actually on the um, Hulk Hogan Unreleased Collector series, the WE release, that was released oh. back in uh, 2009. Um, it's uh, I think the section is taken off there because it was in pretty good quality. So um, you should you should try to find that. Um,
1: and also, the, did he... Did... Did but climb up on the apron on in the
3: promo or was this the was that the one previous? I was like, where are you going? And he, he's he <laughs> yeah. got on top of the apron. No, you're right. You're right. They were all on Angel Dust. That that's the only way <laughs> <Yeah>. to explain. <laughs> There's bats. I'm swinging at the bats, McMahon. Don't don't you see the bats in the ring? Okay.
4: There's an awesome moment of disconnect as well, where um you know when Vince says National Lampoon. Blassie's like, yeah, it's,
3: like, it's that. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like that. Uh, but yeah, you're not yeah, just like that. Exactly. He has no idea what the fuck it is.
2: Eventually, Hogan does, um, in, he does get on the cover of Mad Magazine a few times later yeah, on that's... at uh, the Hulkamania
4: years, yeah. I wonder if Blassie got any cut of that. <laughs> it was his idea.
3: <laughs> he shows up. <laughs> Where's my cut, like, man?
2: <laughs> what the hell are you talking about, <laughs> He's the only one who remembers the promo
4: from seven. Years. <laughs> there, there, there's another little awesome moment. I can't remember if it was in this promo or the or the previous one, where um, Blassie uh, claims that when him and uh, Hogan are walking down the street, all the women are f- flocking, as if like as if kind of Blassie's part of uh, a draw to the women at that point as well. Did, did you catch that? When did that? Happen?
3: Well, he, he got the yeah, Hogan got the young jinx and Blassie was getting their moms. So that, that <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you guys
1: uh yeah, not a are, do you think this trumps do you think this trumps uh cane gun Blassie?
4: oh i don't oh, know yeah. i don't know oh, e- yeah. everything that yeah. Blassie has done has been incredible to be honest um i really like cane gun though <laughs> I-, I was just thinking do you think like once he got those uh you know the uh the mothers of the of the hogan uh chicks back to the bedroom whether he pull the uh the cane gun the cane, you, know, <laughs> you know like that scene from uh what's that going with david bowie in it um where they do the gun uh, thing, he does it with a cane. I'm trying to remember, The Man Who Fell to Earth, I it. They have that, oh. they have that oh, whole right. scene where they're pointing guns at each other in the bedroom, and uh, <laughs> I can see Blassie doing it. Pow, 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 pow. Um, anyway, should we... What are you implying, Parv? You <laughs> petal neck geek.
5: I don't need any assistance.
3: I don't need any assistance with these, with these, these trollops. <laughs> these tramps. Oh. Hi.
1: I don't need gimmicks.
3: I have enough stamina to the last. Yeah, I don't need any, yeah, I don't need any gimmicks in the bedroom, farm. You swarthy-looking geek.
4: <laughs> shall, we, uh, shall we move on? Uh, uh, so that was uh, that was all a lot of fun. Uh, and now there are some promos from uh, Back London Race. Um, shall we... Uh, do, yes, let's uh, cover these in a, a build to today's main event. Yeah. Um, Backlund is with Vince, um, and he says the WF belt is recognized all around the world. Um, he says the WF type of title makes him the number one in pro wrestling. He doesn't want the NWA title, uh, and he's not going to go to any of the places that uh, race wrestles. Race is coming to New York, he notes. Um, so I was a little bit confused by this, because uh, this is all a, a title versus title match, right? Um, yeah. But yep. yeah. Backlund basically buries the NWA title in his promo. Uh, any any thoughts, Johnny?
3: <laughs> oh yeah, well this was uh, obviously the point of this was for them to say basically uh, this is the top territory. Yeah, you know and they just did a promo about it. You know they're, they're saying this is it. Um, one thing that, to add in, and I believe it was either you Pete or you Kelly, I, th- I think, who pointed out uh, previously that. It, quietly the WWF had kind of rejoined the NWA in the 70s. Because yeah. sort of, Vince Jr., I mean, Vince Sr. used to go to, you know, they used to go to all the, the annual meetings and everything. So, yeah. you know, I think, I don't know if I, you know, it was varying as much as uh, trying to bring up you I know, you yeah. their, you know, even yeah. though they were the, you know, when they, when everyone said, where's the territory to go? is New York. So, but yeah, I did uh, Come off like this, especially because you know Vince wrote this. He's like, "I'll write this one, Dad." You know.
4: <laughs> well, I, 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 I don't know about that because I mean Vince himself calls uh, this match coming up, back in versus Race, the Super Bowl of wrestling. Oh yeah,
3: yeah, Dilly. And at the same time, he mentions that the uh, the AFL eventually had to be merged into the NFL to, mm-hmm. <laughs> to start the Super Bowl. But, uh, yeah, and, but you know, and Vince is a. Uh, uh, Number one, uh, his outfit is awesome. He looks like a can of Sprite. Just uh, <laughs> yellow, jagged, green pants, man. Just the best. Uh, Backlund saying that WWE is number one because of how many fans they have is great. I love that. I go everywhere. Japan. And they always do this. They mention it in New Zealand. Yeah. New Zealand.
4: <laughs> fucking cares
3: about, but he, he's not the only one. I've heard wrestlers say that. From no, this J- era.
4: Johnny, in the in the world the time. of wrestling, New Zealand is a major, major nation. Like, I knew I, 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 I was I, a like, <laughs> I just watched the Pat O'Connor Memorial Tournament. It was yeah, recently, yeah exactly, you know, exactly. New Zealand, exactly. massive New nation.
3: Zealand. <laughs> uh, Australia's right next there. It. Yeah, Australia's right there. You know, New Zealand. Uh, okay, uh, and I love back the, the most condescending thing he says is. It's not that there's anything wrong with being the NWA champion. <laughs> it's just, it's not the WWF. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm like, oh, what a, that's, Backlund didn't write that line.
4: <laughs> and, and, I mean, and for, for younger, I mean, for younger listeners, I guess, um, the WWF title was not the world title at this point. Um, and I think they were trying to transition it into being a world title. But really, oh, they they don't, consider, No, 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 they considered it a world title. No, I, 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 yeah, I It was their title. It was, it was, a, but it, it was never no, billed no, as the no, world No, it, it was a, it was a company title. Uh, the, 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 technically it was a company title and they, they yeah. didn't bill it, they didn't bill the WF champion as the world champion because there was only one world champion, the NWA champ. So, th- so this is, I mean, they're, they're really trying to, uh, position this as being, yeah, I think they're trying to transition it more. I think that is yeah.
3: more. I think that has more to do with the fact that you just don't want to use the. They just didn't want to use the word "world" twice in a in a, in a, in a title. It's like the World World Wrestling Federation. Jimmy, you know, it's they considered it. They considered it. You know, the belt. You know, and many mm. people and many people did the whole like. Well, real fans thought that you know the NWA belt was the real. You know, that's an after-mag fucking thing more than anything else. Really, yeah
1: when, you, yeah, when you think about it, I mean, yeah, yeah, like Johnny's
3: saying, it does
1: have world party in it, World Wrestling Federation. No, but, I and mean, champion.
4: if you compare it with when Hogan is champ in, in the in the mid 80s, for example, they, they'd often call Hogan the world champ at that point. So, mm-hmm. um, I've I, I read I, that, yeah,
2: there was a concession to the NWA that they wouldn't no, use really. the world part, you know, but I mean, it's of course. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that be taken with a grain of salt. I mean, obviously,
4: then, li- literally the second that Vince Sr. died or was in hospital or something, they started. Uh, you know, d- mm-hmm. Jr. Ju- immediately started going it the world yeah. title. Then, so. What's funny is
3: What's funny speaking of the aftermags is in their, in their petty bullshit in the early 80s is they used to build there were three world champions:
5: mm-hmm.
3: NWA, AWA, WWF, and. Towards the end of Backlund's reign, yeah. uh, when Vince Junior. They decided they were going to knock down the WWF title to not being an actual world title, and they made sure to mention this all the time in the magazines. <laughs> there was only two world champions, and then the WWF champion was because yeah. you know, and the, the reason was because uh, they won't defend against other baby faces like that was going on every day in fucking AWA and NWA at all, you know. That, and, that uh, must have
2: been some sort of back behind the scenes thing with yeah. Vince Jr. and and the and after or whatever. Because you know, it it's, seemed it's very vindictive. Yeah, it was vindictive by PWI.
3: Yeah, definitely. But I love how Vince goes, you know, in many sports there was two and one failed. The WHL. You know, the ABA. You know, the <laughs> AFA, you know. And so he's insinuating that, you know, one of these is going to end up being a failure someday. Hmm. And uh, he was right. <laughs> it, yeah, well, and then I love this. When he's you he mentioned this part, when he says I'm not going go to go those towns, that was just like such another slam. I know. Uh, he's like, you know, like he was like, I, I don't want races belt because I'm not going to those towns. It was almost a heel thing. I'm not going yeah. to those podunk towns. Yeah. You know, out in Kansas City and some <laughs> some fairground in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm in New <laughs> York City. This, I mean, Andy Kaufman can do this. I'm from New yeah. York City. <laughs> you know, I don't go to your Tampa auditorium. Blah. You know, fuck you. You got to come to the garden, baby.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Now, that, that, this is exactly the, the tone of this uh, whole back. It was a surprise. Probably, probably um, the best back promo so far. Uh, in yes. terms, In terms of what yes. you said. Yeah, I, was,
1: I, I agree. I agree. I, I was thinking yeah. the same exact thing. Because
2: I think he actually believed it. It was real for him. You know, he actually
3: yeah.
4: believed it. He said. Yeah. It. Okay. And uh, now Harley Race gets a promo. Uh,
3: well, uh, Johnny, what did he say? He he'd very short and to the point. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I ran into I ran into Backlund in Japan, you know, and he wouldn't face me there, so I had to come to his backyard because he wouldn't face me. So that's why he, so he's spinning it, yeah. You know that, you know that he's come there because he wouldn't face him anywhere else. And so, he, I, so, so now I'm here in your backyard, Backlund.
4: Yeah, he calls it know? the epitome of wrestling today. Yeah, oh.
3: the epitome of wrestling, but it's pretty shortened to the uh, shortened to the point.
4: Yeah, so. I mean, going into this, it does seem like this is going to be a real, you know, two major champions facing off in the Super Bowl of pro wrestling. Uh The epitome of wrestling race there in that promo, you think, shit, there's one tough son of a gun. That, that's what, it, you know, it's short, it's to the point, I and mean, he looks like he could take your head off with a punch, right?
3: Um Yeah, but also, you got to figure, I mean, if they ran those back-to-back, who looks like the... Who looks like a champ? There, really, the guy with the sit-down interview who gets to talk and, and, and trash and talk, or the guy who gets uh, thirty seconds, you know, next to ringside, you know, and just says, you know, I, and, and with an excuse.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, in terms of screen time, they give back them a hell of a lot long. You know, they give him a lot longer with it.
0: You want podcasts? Well, look no further than Place to Be Nation, the home for the best catalog and variety of shows. You'll find anywhere on the net. There's the place to be podcast where the big boys play the Brad and Chad show wrestling with the past Titans of wrestling, goodwill wrestling, Richard and the mailman grapple talk and the Kings of sport with our good friend, Nate Milton. Want to take a second to thank our supporters and ask you to check out their great sites. Graham Cawthon and the history of WWE.com, a complete archive of wrestling shows throughout history. Also our friend Dave at TWFnews.com, Your home for wrestling news updates and great conversation. Also, check out PiledriverWrestling.net for all the latest wrestling news and the home of the great Old School Wrestling Review Podcast and much more. And while you're at it, if you want to chat with fellow fans about wrestling's past and present, check out Scott Keith's blog at RSPWFAQ.com. So for everything you need for your pop culture fix, check out PlacetoBeNation.com, the only place to be in the pop culture world.
4: The next match here, Andre the Giant taking on Hulk Hogan, Madison Square Garden. Uh, September the twenty second, uh, one day uh, before my birthday, two years before I was born. Um, the uh, JR and <laughs> JR and Lawler are on commentary here, um, which uh, is interesting because I thought that um, I mean they did a couple of things. Uh, Jim Ross and uh, Jerry Lawler they were basically they kayfabe this. They they were oh, they yeah. they, um, they treated it. They didn't break. So they they were they were open about the fact they were. Um, commentating on the match after it happened, um, but they didn't kind of they kept kayfabe even within that. So they talked about as if this was a real match, but from the point of view of whenever they did this, you know, two thousand nine, I I guess um, would have been when they would have done it. Um. So um, and, and, and a couple of things. I mean Jr. got over the Shea Stadium show. Uh, he, he mentioned that. And um, so, Pete, uh, first of all, uh, the question I have to ask you, of course, was this match better than WrestleMania (laughs) 3?
1: Yeah, well, today I had the choice, because I had a limited time, do I watch the Dundee Lawler Loser leave Town first match, or Hogan-Andre WrestleMania 3? since I knew you were going to ask that question... I had to choose the lesser of the two, and so I went with Hogan and Andre or WrestleMania 3, so god, damn you, Parv. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Oh
3: my god, dude.
1: Uh, um, I, I like the WrestleMania 3 match. I, uh, I, I thought they worked... Uh, I thought Andre, uh, he's obviously shot uh, physically, but I thought he worked a really smart match. He didn't see Hogan using a bear hug. They worked Around Hogan's injured back, and I thought they did a pretty good match. I liked I liked WrestleMania three better than this match, but not by much. I would give this match we're about to talk about two and a half stars, and I gave uh, Hogan Andre WrestleMania three two and three four. So I mean it's you know you're just, I'm splitting hairs. I mean it's probably on a different day I might might say the other one.
4: You gave this match two and a half stars. Yeah. Oh, all right. Uh, tell us why. Okay. <laughs>
1: Uh, I, I, I thought, well, and, okay, for, we didn't mention it, but it's Hogan versus Andre, uh, Monsoon's the ref, uh, we get some brawling to start, and we get some giant chops from Andre, Monsoon's already getting involved, pulling it back, now, I really like the opening brawling and stuff, and now, if they would have sustained that throughout the match, right. I would, I mean, I think I would have liked this more, but then it got kind of methodical, and I mean they told a story, but it was just real slow and methodical. WrestleMania Three was slow and methodical, but it also had the, the, the all the other elements like the super hot crowd and the uh the uh angle coming off the you know of the you know, Andres of course never lost in 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 that era, in that version of the truth. Um <laughs> And so it was just it was just played better, like the superhero. I thought the dynamics were better. You didn't see in WrestleMania 3, like I said earlier, Hogan working a bear hug. Like, okay, he shouldn't be working a bear hug on Andre the freaking giant, and he did it again here. Okay. Um, okay I'll go back to the match. Andre works over Hulk. Uh, okay, and then after, after Monsoon gets involved, Hogan bails. Andre's working over Hulk, stomps Hulk's fingers. I thought that was pretty fun. Hogan's going for the bear hug, and again, you know, Hogan working that bear hug. He pushes Andre into the ropes and back into the bear hug. Uh, Hogan attempts to lift Andre, and his weight causes his uh, his back to give out. Andre's face first on the mat, and Hulk delivers an axe. I had the leg drop and elbow drop to the back. I thought that was I thought that was really well done. And Hogan's, Hogan's focusing on the back. Hogan Hulk with a chin lock with a knee to Andre's back. So that was actually, you know, it's kind of like a bow and arrow. Uh, Hogan's, uh, again, getting the focus in the back. Hogan with the punching to the back, and again, back to the bear hug. Andre escapes with a nice little headbutt. Andre delivers some stiff, just stiff ass chops on the floor. I mean, they were, they were stiff. Nice Andre ass. with a, yeah, Andre with a slam and misses the giant splash. Andre now he's working the bear hug. Now Andre's going after Hulk's back. Andre does a leg drive on Hulk, which is really a pretty athletic, pretty for a big guy. Hulk uh, slams Andre and then Hulk tries again. And, and and Andre falls on him for a, for a three quick three that Monsoon quick counts. Um, another thing on the finish, which actually was a nice little touch, was Andre actually is it was hitting uh, hits Hogan's knee right before the finish, so it actually plays in a little bit. It's was like a nice little piece of psychology, and I enjoyed the match. Uh, just I just felt the dynamic worked better with in WrestleMania three as, as the heel babyface dynamic is, and it's a lot easier to work underneath having a, uh, a bigger opponent than being the bigger opponent and having to gen- generate sympathy now i wish andre was in his prime like he is here physical prime in wrestlemania 3 i think they could have, they could have had a blown away match uh and stuff but it just it, you know you've a broken down andre but all on and, and and pretty much wrestlemania 3 was andre just really being smart and working a real smart match around his limitations and stuff
4: um b- b- before i bring johnny in here i'm gonna i'm gonna switch up the order just for this um just just this once to s- say that i uh, i gave this match three and a half Pete. i uh wow. i thought i this this is by far the best we'd seen andre he was brutal in this match he was like really hard hardcore um with the way that he was laying those shots in um like considering that he's almost seven foot and four hundred pounds or whatever he did a fantastic job of generating that sympathy. Probably the best we've seen Hogan. Um, you know that double axe handle. Uh, how do
1: you how do you think how do you think he generated sympathy?
4: He just he he just kind of uh, he did he, he he kind of he sold Hogan's. Okay, I
1: mean, give me can you give me an
4: example. Um, yeah, that, that he uh, he sold Hogan's. Um, you know that, that spot where he did the double axe handle and the leg drop, and then we got the elbow there. He kind of writhed, he, he writhed around, um, you know, he took that leg drop and it really seemed that Andre uh, was in pain and even Lawler on commentary was like, man, it's rare to see Andre in this much pain. Um, so, okay. like, it was kind of, you know, I, I thought um, probably the best we've seen uh, Andre and the best we've seen Hogan, really, since that backland match. Um, so, yeah, I gave it three and a half and I, uh, I kind of... Assumed uh, most people would prefer this to the WrestleMania three match. So, uh, so Johnny, you've got two points of view there to uh, to, to go with. <laughs> um,
3: well, uh, I think one of the other elements of the WrestleMania three match that you guys didn't mention that kind of puts it over is Bobby Heenan that ringside, uh, you know, just. His reactions and everything just saw the epicness of it. Or yeah, now, are you gonna say? Are you, you know? Are you gonna say what's the better worked match? As in, you know, you know, just the match itself, just yeah. the wrestling itself. Yeah, this is better because Andre's younger. But what's the better wrestling match with all the intangibles and everything? It's well, it's Mania. Three yeah. and, uh, and there's one thing uh, also that they have in common: uh, bad uh, bad counts by Morellas. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't
4: even
3: think about that, Johnny. Very neat. Very neat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know that pissed me off. I was like, I'm normally, you know, I'll be the first guy to defend the the babyface special ref who does a fast count because he's getting over on this guy who's a heel who you know maybe pushed him or has been cheating but not so much in this one it was just like he's being a i hate to say it i i hate that whole meme of the baby faces or dicks thing you all everyone knows that but here monsoon was just like did hogan run over your puppy i don't recall anything that he ever did to you you know, he's pulling on him, but it's telling Andre, you know, but he doesn't do it to Andre. You and, uh, know, of course, he probably knows better than the than fucking Andre. Uh, and then Fast Counts Hogan's like, yeah, that's it. It wasn't even like he punched Monsoon in the face or something before. He just did it. And I was like, eh, that sucks. Uh, you're right, though, Parv. Andre fired up. Fired up Andre when he can move and stuff is a sight to behold. You yeah, know, it, it, yep. it's pretty cool. Uh, he's, sti- he's stiff,
4: like you can hear yeah. the shots, you oh, know?
1: Yeah. Those chops. Yeah. I mean, I bet Hogan really, um, I mean, those probably, he had to put some ice on those bad boys when he was uh, uh-huh. on, on, his, on his pectoral muscles and stuff. Yeah.
3: I mean. and it's, it's funny also in the commentary with JR, is that when, at one point early when uh, Monsoon puts his hands on, Mon, uh, on Hogan, JR says... He's like, oh, well, girl Monsoon, you know, you know doing what refs should, you know, probably shouldn't do is put their hands on an opponent. But as you know inside he's laughing because that's what Monsoon yeah. always said. Yeah, you know? yeah.
1: didn't, they also, didn't they also do a bit on uh, hooking the leg? Sometimes that, that's not the best way to beat
3: an opponent.
1: Because oh, yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, by the way, as far as the bear hood goes, here's why uh, it works. Uh, I'm bringing in Johnny Logic. Awesome. See, Hogan, (laughs) Hogan being a constant, uh, customer of Dr. Zahorian, uh, got, you know, him to break his, uh, his oath about patient confidentiality. Uh, (laughs) because obviously if he's a doctor for all the wrestlers, He pumped up some information about Andre and pointed out he goes, yeah, he does have a bad back. Uh, (laughs) You know, he's hiding it right now, but in about seven years he'll need an operation. Uh, So, (laughs) okay, so that's what happened there. That's why he's going for that bear hug. That's thanks for
1: clarifying that for me, Johnny. Well, that's how I made sense. I I feel, I feel, I I mean, you can't see me, but I'm like embarrassed. My face is red right
4: now. Jay and Laura talk about it, don't they? Jr. and Lola talk yeah. about like uh, well, that's it. Andre. They do.
3: They really did. They they went on about it, the back. that, you know about it, like oh you know Andre had a history of back problems, so they retired him. Uh, so
1: well, that's I mean that's also a good announcer's job. But with Jr. Right. Uh, I mean he doesn't want to make the psychology look stupid. I mean that'd be a bad uh, that'd be one of our bad examples of announcers. And, and, and,
3: and you know and go, going back to uh, great announcers <laughs> again, you know like from the last show, Jr. on this thing for uh, WWE. On demand or whatever this was, still takes the time, yeah, to right. put that over right. to get that over in a match. This it sounded, it sounded like those those Florida things we were talking about when Gordon Solie would talk about footage yeah. that had just happened a week ago. They, it, it, I got that vibe from this too because yeah. they were like kind of laid back, you know, talking about it, but they were treating it like total kayfabe.
4: They, they, JR did a really good job of getting over why these two were feuding. They, they more or less nailed the exact story as well. Yeah. So that was cool. Um, but there was a funny moment though where Lawler uh, <laughs> said, "says Can you imagine how intimidating it must have been for Gorilla to be in there with those two? <laughs> so that was a, that was his like little nod to, uh, to to kayfabe there, like building up. Yeah, well, there, yeah, right?
3: yeah. He was also putting like, he's a large man
4: and he's dwarfed by these two giants. Kelly, uh, where do you uh, stand on this one?
2: Uh, I, I don't know. I didn't really find too much to enjoy about it, honestly. I, I think I've seen enough of Hogan and Andre in 1980 now. Uh, I guess it was probably the, the best of the matches we've seen so far. I don't know. The bear hug, right? I mean, it started off, like Pete said, looking a little uh, crazy, a little like it's going to be a good brawl. Uh, Monsoon getting in, pulling Hogan's hair. Um, I was excited. Then the bear hug um set in and I I totally zoned out there. And uh so did Andre.
3: he was saw Yeah meeting uh, yeah. like, uh, some painkillers. Uh I was gonna take a nap while you do this uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm drunk right. I'm drunk off my arse.
2: It's <laughs> like so, yeah, have you ever seen that match it's later with uh, Hogan or not Hogan, Andre and Big John Studd from Philly about 1983 where oh yeah I think Andre passes out or something when they're in a front face lock for about 10 minutes on the floor or on yeah. the mat. <laughs> that's 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 classic. This yeah I don't know. Um, yeah, I didn't get too much out of it honestly, and I like Hogan at this time. And Do you Andre too. Think
1: they have a- do you think they have, they're capable of having a good brawl? Cause I think they do. What do you think,
2: guys? Yeah, I totally think they are. I, I totally think. Well, I mean, Hogan, at this time, I guess in Japan, he had some pretty, uh, wild stuff with, uh, Duel of the Butcher. I saw that match. That was pretty crazy. Um, uh, yeah, I think, I think he, yeah, they could have had a wild brawl. Um, maybe it's out there somewhere, but,
4: it, yeah. it really got me in the mood to watch uh, Andre Hanson uh, basically yeah, well, and, uh, which yeah. I'm probably going to do after we finish recording tonight so that's what I'm going to look forward to <laughs> yeah um, that's amazing uh, the, the one last thing I wanted to mention um, here uh, before we um, uh, move on is that uh, on commentary JR and Lola wonder if Andre has ever been slammed before because there's a moment where uh, and uh, <sighs> I, I, I was jumping up and down. I said I'll tell you He's been slammed at least twice. <laughs> they <laughs> you no know,
3: no dude, 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 They were they were they were towing the company line, but not really wink wink because they're just like you know like oh look you know because I mean obviously Hogan slamming Andre is like a transitional move uh, in, in these in these these matches. He's
4: done it and, in uh, every single uh, match. It's like I, he doesn't understand oh, yeah, a slam. Yeah, you know,
1: it's, it's, Jerry. Jerry Lawler slammed Andre. I mean,
3: that's, that's yeah. they that's, yeah. talked about that before. Really? I mean, for, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, 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 they so I, I kind of the got the vibe match. that they were kind of yeah. just like, you wink, think they wink, were, the...
4: you think they were just, yeah, uh, they, doing they, a they were inside. wink wink. Sort of mm-hmm. wink wink
3: nudge nudging there.
4: You, yeah. know I mean, you know what I mean? It's like, Andre was <laughs> slammed in every single match he basically ever had in the 70s and the early 80s. Yeah. Yeah. I guarantee. That was probably, that's probably
1: up there, like, with the Flair uh, the flare first bump. Uh, it was probably like a token bump for Andre, like a lot of people have. Like you, you yeah. didn't see an Andre match unless he got slammed. I mean, you know that <laughs> happened Well,
4: he, he's being, he's he's basically been slammed in ev- whenever he's come up against any non-Jobbers. Basically, he's been slammed.
3: Yeah, you say your giant been slammed. I know what I mean. You know what I mean? I just not say no.
4: <laughs> Shall we? Uh, Shall we move any any uh, further thoughts? See, I, I guess I was the high boat on this. I thought this was a really good match. um I
3: liked I, it. I just I liked it a lot, actually. Uh, but uh, compared to WrestleMania three, uh, I like that because of the spectacle. Oh, spectacle.
5: Yeah.
3: You know, but
1: yeah, but I, I would I, love to see. I would love to see Prime Andre in that WrestleMania three match. Because I bet you. Yeah, uh, man. When you uh, said that, I don't that, know. I don't know if Steamboat. I don't know if Steamboat Savage might not have stolen <laughs> the show if we had Prime Andre in it.
3: match. Oh, I agree completely, man. Okay, we, we all know it was the Killer Bees versus Sheik and Volkov that stole that show. <laughs>
4: <laughs> he did make him humble. He made him humble.
3: I saw Jim Duggan debut. Yeah. That. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Isn't that
4: uh, uh, okay? Let's um, <laughs> let's uh, carry on then, because Kelly, you now are going to take us on a history lesson. Yes. The, the, the Kelly history lesson. You're going to. Give Some music for it. I don't know. I don't want the county history music. Something like that. Some classical music. <laughs> green sleeves. It's
3: kind of like Wayne's World.
1: The... I thought you were doing Wayne's World.
4: Yeah, I do, That's what I was trying. That's why I was trying to do Pete. How about, how about oh, the okay. The, the, okay. the theme? The flashback.
3: The, the, the theme to Magic School Bus. Go Magic
4: School Bus. Sesame Street. Take yeah. us
2: back through history, guys. Rock. Yeah. <laughs> Schoolhouse
3: Rock, there you
2: go. That's what it has to be to, to keep in the mood of the time. Bird, that's what's happening.
3: I can
5: take a noun and bend it. Give me a noun.
0: Fast, bull, break, and plow.
5: Make it a verb and really send it.
0: Show me how. Oh,
5: I don't know my own power. Bird. In my thing, in action, and being, and doing, and saying. A verb expresses action,
2: being or a state of being. A verb makes a statement. Yeah, a verb tells it like it is. Yeah, so I thought since we're looking at a WWF title versus NWA title match that I thought I'd uh, do some research on this and do a bit of history on on those matches that were actually somewhat uh, common um, in the time we're watching. So I guess I'll establish the story of, of sort of the, the history of the two uh, titles or why they, you know, split up or whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, the, the WWF has their uh, history of things or story of things and how their title was created. And it sort of comes from 1963 with um, Buddy Rogers, who was the NWA champion at that time, um, a huge star. Um huge all over America. Um but he was booked by Vince Sr. Um and this was legit. Like Vince Sr. controlled his his bookings and where he wrestled. And the story goes that that Vince was senior was kind of hogging uh Buddy Rogers all for himself and for the Northeast. The other NWA promoters were getting angry. They couldn't get Rogers because he was just guaranteed money at that time. It was a huge drawing card. Rogers in the early sixties, that's like one of the hottest uh, periods for a wrestler ever, just amazing, uh, box office. Anyway, it got to the point where they brought back Lou Fez, the NWA, just to get the title off of Rodgers in almost like a, a quasi sort of shoot thing where, um, you know, they, uh, Muchnik booked Fez to defeat Rogers, and it happened in Toronto, January 24th, 1963, a one fall match, um, which was, um, you know, usually the NWO is two out of three falls. But in Toronto, apparently, it was always one fall. So some people would uh, spin the, the the one fall story as being like almost a shoot sort of thing. But actually, the um, in Toronto, they always did one falls for their matches. So it wasn't.
4: And Kelly, before you continue, I mean, isn't that that little period of history there is extremely political, as I understand it? Like behind the right. like it's really, really difficult politics with. Rodgers and Fares and uh, Muchnick there.
2: Yeah, it seems like for years, you know, Vince Sr. had been sort of building towards, I don't know if he wanted total control of the NWA or how it went, but I mean, he controlled New York City, which was the most important city, even more so than St. Louis. Um, definitely a very political battle that, mm-hmm. you know, it got to the point where they, they, they couldn't um, work together anymore. And so this was the, the beginning of, well, the WWWF at that time. Prior to that, um, basically the company was known as Capital Wrestling, um, mm. which goes back to their, their roots in Washington DC or Vince Senior's roots, uh, in Washington DC. That's where he started his, uh, TV show in the early fifties. So they took Rogers, um, lost the NWA title, but in the, in, uh, in the Northeast, he was still billed as world champion after that. Um, and it wasn't until April 11th, 1963 in Washington, DC at a TV taping that aired April 18th, that Rogers was actually awarded the physical WWWF title. Um, so this happened, this was on TV. Um, but of course, uh, as we probably all know, um, the legend is that Rogers won a mythical, uh, Tournament in Rio de Janeiro, just like Patterson won the mythical tournament in, or for the Intercontinental title in, in 1979 in Rio de Janeiro. I'm not sure why they always pick uh, Rio, or why they always picked Rio as the,
4: uh... It's like the world's, uh, is the wrestling's longest running in joke. <laughs>
2: <laughs> kind of. Exactly, it
4: was 16 years apart that
2: they kept that that continuity. It's, it's kind of impressive. Anyway, apparently in, in the mythical version, and it, this is the version that's on the WWE.com, uh, site is the Rio uh, title win in a yeah. tournament that Rogers defeated uh, argentina Roca in the finals of, of this mythical tournament. But in reality, and what was shown on TV, was that just Rogers was awarded the the title, um, basically.
3: Oh, well, at least they got the Argentine part, you know, correct. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I guess kind of, sort of,
2: yeah.
3: Uh, close r- enough. R- right, ballpark. Yes, right
2: continent. Um, anyway, uh, from there, so at this time, this was the split—the WWF split from the NWA, legit, you know, from the alliance—and mm. and this this lasted for about eight years until 1971, I believe, is the date when they officially kind of, as was mentioned earlier, quietly rejoined the NWA. But prior to that, um, in 1965, there was a proposal. To actually unify the titles, uh, the WWWF title and the NWA title, um, because the promoters saw this as a chance to actually hold the first closed circuit, uh, wrestling show. Uh, boxing oh, wow. had been doing this. Yeah. 1965. Oh, 1965. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Boxing had been doing closed circuit apparently at this time a bit and it was successful and, and wrestling wanted in on it and you know money talks so the the any bad blood between the nwa and the wwf was of course um forgotten in the spirit of trying to get this match together and it was going to be bruno stamartino who won the title from fez you know literally weeks after uh rogers was awarded the wwf belt in 1963 rogers of course had uh health problems um that's one of the the stories is that he, he actually even you know had a heart attack um around the time of the match with Bruno, and and basically he did. Rogers only wrestled a bit more after he lost to Bruno,
5: mm.
2: and, then, and then he made a few comebacks over the years, but he was pretty much done as a full-time guy uh, in 1963. Yeah. And so Bruno was the WWF WWWF champion in 1965. Lou Fez was still the NWA uh, world champion, and so it was going to be San Martino Fez. The plan was for Bruno to go over. Um... But the now here's where there's different varying, you know, versions of what happened next. Bruno claims that he refused to to do it because he didn't want the schedule. It would have meant he'd work twenty-eight days a month, basically, if he if he agreed to become the unified champion. Because he would have done the Northeast loop plus all the NWA towns. Yeah. And Fez's version is that he outright refused to do the job. Um, the truth probably falls somewhere in the middle. Um, You know, this was Meltzer. I got this from Meltzer. I I haven't um, seen any other versions of it, really. But it never happened, of course. I mean, it it didn't happen because apparently the the principals in the match couldn't agree to it. Um, So that would have been a huge um, change of history right there if that would have went down uh, in 1965. Mm. So... Fast forward now, basically nothing happens as far as um, uh, unification matches until 1978. And we've talked about, or I've talked about this a few times, the Orange Bowl, uh, January 25th, 1978, the Super Bowl of Wrestling, one of, God knows they threw around that uh, title (laughs) quite frequently back in those days. Uh, Three or four shows have been billed as the Super Bowl of Wrestling. Um, this was actually in a stadium where the Super Bowl of football had been played uh, before, um, several times, actually, the Orange Bowl in Miami. Um, this was uh, superstar Billy Graham, the WWWF champion versus Harley Race, the NWA world champion, 60-minute draw in the rain, um, one fall apiece. Heel versus heel? Uh, uh as, Well, essentially, but it was an NWA town. So you know they race were
4: used to these. Race is the de facto face, I would say. De
2: facto way. face, or they were yeah. used to these these matches where you know you wouldn't really have the strict heel face or yeah. scientific wrestler rule breaker, sure. uh, as we like to say on Titans of Wrestling. Rule Dynamic
4: rule breaker, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: So anyway, uh, from what there is footage of that match out there, um, the people who saw it live often claim it was you know nothing special, nothing to write home about type match, uh, Gorilla Monsoon was actually coincidentally the referee for, for that match too um, but the little known follow ups to that match happened, uh, two of them happened in 1978 uh, one happened uh, just about a month later uh, February 23rd in Jacksonville, Florida and this was Bob Backlund versus Harley Race, only three days after Backlund uh, won the title from Graham in, in MSG 60 uh, minute draw um, and then later in the year, October 29th in Orlando, Florida, another uh, backland race match it also ended in a, in a Broadway of course. Um, so there's actually three uh, unification matches in 1978 all taking place in the state of Florida. Um, then the next one for WWF versus W or versus NWA was the match we're about to discuss uh, September 22nd, 19. 19- 80, MSG. Calm wait, calm wait. You can't wait. The little known follow up to this match, and this is interesting, was November eleven or no, November 7th, uh, 1980, at the Keele Auditorium oh. in St. Louis, before 7,980. 7, uh, two out of three falls, um, Race and Backland, the rematch, and Race won th- that match by disqualification, uh, in the third fall, so of course no title change. And I would love to, uh, you know, I, I'm almost 100 percent sure there's no footage of this match.
4: There's no footage of that anywhere.
2: I don't think so, Pete. Any any
4: ideas?
1: Is it,
2: I it,
4: will say no. Is it on the St. Louis stuff that we've got?
2: No, no. This was Keel. This was at the Keel. I remember they didn't. Oh
4: yeah, they didn't take. Very that, no. very
2: rarely did they tape a Keel show. Um, because I would love to see how that match was worked, considering the way this uh, match coming up has worked.
4: Yeah, I would love to see we'll, it as
2: well. well. We'll maybe talk about that a bit more after we've talked about the the upcoming match. And then the the very last, basically, um, WWF versus NWA title match of the era happened uh, July 4th, Independence Day, 1982, at the Omni in Atlanta. This one's quite famous, or it was back in the old days of the, the after Megs They talked about it quite a lot. Nature Boy Ric Flair... NWA champion versus Bob Backlund uh, ended in a double countout, and no footage of that match exists either. They
1: have the promos and stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah,
2: they do yeah, have, the they have the
1: promos. Yeah, there's no real footage of the match.
2: No footage, just the pictures that they would show in the the aftermags. I remember seeing those. I remember marking out. I was, you know, because I was um, uh, a, a, a hardcore fan, and amongst my friends, I had a lot of friends who were wrestling fans. Uh, growing up but i was of course always the hardcore of the hardcores amongst them and i remember marking out huge at the 1993 royal rumble we watched it live at the silver dollar action center in calgary uh, via closed circuit this was before you could get pay-per-view in canada and anyway if you remember that the first two participants in the match are uh flair and Backlund, and i was the only one who marked out at that moment amongst my friends i was like hey
4: 1982,
2: the WWF NWA title match.
4: No, you, oh, you guys don't know about that. <laughs> they were like, <laughs> who, who is this? Who is this pale, goofy, like wh- white? Oh, cool. Who is? Who is? And, and, that, and that
3: was, them, and that was, and that was them talking about Kelly after he made
4: that.
2: <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, it's my my Northern European roots, you know, Irish, Scottish, and Norwegian. <laughs> I am pasty. Uh,
5: <laughs> anyway,
2: that was a great markup moment for me because it was my secret little knowledge that I knew that those two had, had wrestled a, a unification match in 1982 and no one else knew that. Um, anyway, so that was the last one for basically um, WWF-NWA title unification matches. But there was there's two other kind of cool ones that did happen around the same time. Uh, March 25th, 1979, uh, at Maple Leaf Gardens in Toronto, was the one and only AWA title versus WWF title match. Uh, Nick Bockwinkel versus Bob Backlund.
5: Wow, uh, really?
2: Yeah. Ooh. Double count out at 39 minutes and 10 seconds. Uh, those guys, those two guys, I don't think wrestled uh, very often in their careers.
4: I'd be interested to see how that. I'd be really interested to see how they worked that one as well.
2: I know, I think and unfortunately... I
4: think both of those guys are real good at working holds and stuff
1: as opposed to
2: yeah.
1: race backlanded mess. but we'll get yeah, back to, yeah, that. We'll get to that later. Sorry,
2: that's true. Yeah. Backland, you know, he was hit and miss with his opponents, right, as we've seen. Some guys he clicked with, some guys he, some guys he didn't click with, for sure. Um, but Maple Leaf Gardens, like a lot of the... Uh, the big arenas back in those days didn't uh tape their stuff. There's only a very little from that era that I've seen from Maple Leaf Gardens. And I don't believe that match is anywhere out there. The card, that card was super stacked. Because at that time um Crockett actually supplied the talent for Toronto. And so you had the main event, or I don't even think this was the main event, actually. <laughs> no, it wasn't. The AWA title versus WWF title was not the main event on that show. The main event was what? actually Yeah. The main event was Ricky Steamboat versus Ric Flair for the U.S. title, the Carolinas version of the U.S. title.
1: Okay, well I mean, that makes sense with Steamboat. Yeah, I knew you'd be pleased with that yeah. explanation.
2: <laughs> but that was a huge that feud, uh, Flair and Steamboat in Toronto drew big money in uh, '78, '79. Actually, it revived um, the city. Toronto had been dead um, after the Sheik finally um, wore out his welcome after like a ten-year run there. And it took uh, Flair and Steamboat to bring uh, Toronto back up. Um, there was also on that card a Canadian title match. Dino Bravo, the, the Canadian champion, versus Greg Valentine. And the NWA tag team champions also appeared on that card. Jimmy Snuka and Paul Orndorff. So March 25th, 1979 in Toronto at Maple Leaf Gardens is like one of the most stacked uh, cards of all time for titles, basically. <laughs> it's amazing. Um and then one last one, uh, you guys have probably seen this. I haven't watched it before, but I probably will someday. October 21st, 1985 in Tokyo for All Japan. Ric Flair, NWA champion versus Rick Martel for the, uh, the AWA champion. Um, I believe that was a double count out too, if I'm not mistaken. This is yeah. the only time those two titles, I believe the only time the uh, NWA and the AWA Titles uh, uh, met in a unification type match.
3: They 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 they, they put that under the Pro Wrestling USA banner.
2: That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You're correct. Um, Which they they also did.
3: They also did because I remember uh, when Pro Wrestling USA started. um, They brought out the three world champions: right, Flair, Martel, and Backlund. As like you know, because he'd been fucked out of the title. And that's what they were insinuating. And they did a match of uh, Backlund uh, Martel at the Aftermags, put up as the real WWF champion versus uh, the AWA champion.
2: Yeah, yeah, I remember them talking about that match for sure. Because um, that was like one of the only mentions of, of Bob Backlund after he left the WWF until he came right. back.
4: <laughs> I, I just saw a ridiculous image of. Um, do you remember when Flair came back in '91 when he came into WWF? Imagine, imagine if Backlund had come in there claiming to be the real world champion because he was screwed out of it and he wanted to, uh. <laughs> and we got oh, like and then a Hogan. he
5: started doing,
1: like, doing the crazy Backlund promos. Yeah, it
4: was uh, yeah, like a Hogan-Backlund feud. I don't anyone. have the
1: belt, but I am the real world champion.
4: Have you ever
2: seen that show? I don't know what. It was some indie show where Backlund has this, like, homemade belt. That I think um, a ten-year-old legit, like a ten-year-old kid, made for him. But he 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 wears it and brings it to the ring. It's it's actually I've quite seen sad. That.
5: Yeah, I've it's, seen from, that. it's from
2: about eighty-five, eighty-six. It's 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 it's, it's kind of sad, actually. Pretty sad.
1: How
3: how, how <laughs> is that not on our WrestleCraft special coming up?
2: Oh, <laughs> it'll be on the because
3: segment. because maybe the kid who made it. Was dying of leukemia, and he made a belt for his hero, who yeah. took it and defended it on the indie Circuit. <laughs> I'm so
2: yeah. Oh no. Of course. There's. I'm, I'm sure there's a good story behind it, but it just looks bad for Backlund going from being the king of New York to wearing a, like a cardboard uh, title. <laughs> <laughs> That's so much. Yeah, wearing the fight,
1: for le- fight for leukemia belt.
3: That's yeah. it. Yeah. No, it, it, it's 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 the line from the producers. I'm wearing a cardboard belt, Bloom. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, that's that's it for the
4: the unification matches. Well, that was into, that was quite interesting. I, I I do have
3: one one other thing real quick with uh, why Florida? You know, all these matches between the WWF yeah. champion. Where do old New Yorkers retire to? <laughs> yeah,
2: that <laughs> makes sense actually. Yeah, and they I believe you could maybe get uh, New York TV in Florida. I know definitely you could get. Florida TV in New York at the
4: time. I, I, I do know that Florida was kind of um, that. There was a spell there because we always think of Saint Louis as being like one of the big kind of N.W.A. Um, kind of title kind of towns. A lot of title switches happen there. Um, but I know uh, Jack Brist- Jack Bristow. He basically had his base in Florida. Um, you
1: know
4: Jack Bristow, who's uh, that? Bristow. Uh, uh, bristle.
2: <laughs> Christo. Uh, Monte Cristo.
4: <laughs> I, mean, did you, did you... <laughs> I said jack B- B- jack briscoe did i say Bristo? <laughs> <laughs> jack briscoe no i know it's kind of like
1: one of them one of them uh wwf uh, fake shows they go to the uk and they promote jack briscoe <laughs> the
4: title. Well, you know you, you know uh do you guys have bristow there the uh mm. bristow gravy do you have that no, no. <laughs> that no. will uh for any uk listeners that will be a funny funny joke to you to them okay um let's <laughs> Um, I just have one uh, little question for you though Kelly. Um, did yeah. uh, you know that world title that Blassie held that the, yeah. the, the kind of West did did that have any title versus title things that you happen to to look to? Right. you know that's the thing I, I I know there there was other like
2: unification matches of, of um, regional belts uh, Luthez for example, in the 50s had a bunch of them um, in the early 50s to tie up all the loose ends. Um, when the NWA came around. I think they're...
3: It's like Mafia hits. Basically, yeah, he went from city to city. We're coming (laughs) to your town. We're going to draw you a big gate, but the belt (laughs) has got to go. Yeah, you're getting whacked, see?
4: It's that... The other little question I had was, uh, when... uh, Does anyone know, like, when exactly Toots uh, Mon was done? Because I know he had, basically, like, kind of beef with the NWA at, at at some... uh, was he gone by this point um, do, uh, during all of this? I think so.
2: The I I want to say he died in about seventy six, and I don't know how long he stayed. You know, as like a backstage.
4: But speaker. but but during that stuff uh, in the mi- in the mid sixties, there was he still around. You know? Oh um, yeah, yeah, he was still. I think he was definitely still around then. So, so was, uh, I mean, was that the beef? I guess uh, over uh, the, over the over the title business. Mm, I, I, he
2: was, I mean, a big part of it, but it was mostly Vince Sr. I, I don't know the exact particulars. I gotta like brush up on my, uh, G, uh, whatchamacallit. I,
3: I, I, and honestly, the we, we talk about what a mafia this actually was, and Tootsmont, if that's not yeah, the most mafia name. Remember, listen, Tud said that you gotta go and I know nothing personally. Tony Soprano's <laughs> like you know, like toot said dinner go, You know, Tony, you were never very good athlete in high school. You know, toots, it's not nice to bring that up at the dinner table.
4: the the one thing I do know about him is that um didn't he like die penniless or something? Like he uh he was oh, like a chronic gambler, like he spent all his money at the uh, uh, gambling, I, I don't know if it was like um, uh, I think it was race uh, racing yeah. uh, he spends yeah, yeah. I, I think so a life, a life lost.
3: spent in a fixed sport and you <laughs> you, 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 you know you, you start gambling on real, uh, that would have been funny it it died gambling on wrestling matches that's how his Jr that's how his Jr that's how Vince <laughs> Jr <laughs> got power <laughs> He's like, no, oh, it is real, toots. It's real.
5: <laughs>
3: yeah, Steve King's going over tonight. Bet the house on it. Okay.
5: <laughs>
4: toots, come on. Okay, shall we... <laughs> Show <Shall> me. <laughs>
3: Conjunction Junction, what's your function? Hooking up words and phrases and clauses. Conjunction, Junction, how's that function? I got three favorite cars that get most of my job done. Conjunction, Junction,
4: what's their function? I got and button or they'll get you pretty far. And- Shall we review? Um... The main event, then title versus title, NWA versus WWF. Oh, um, Pete, take it away on this.
1: Yeah, far back, the Harley race. I, uh, when I heard this, uh, this thing, uh, this match uh, became uh, that we could watch it, it became uh, like a dream match for me, and I had my hopes up. And they were kind of dashed because they didn't meet up nearly come close to the expectation level I was looking for. Um, with that, with that caveat, I watched it again. I liked it a little better this on second go around, but still I wouldn't call it a good match. I wouldn't call it a horrible match, but it, it just, it just, it, it just, I didn't understand the story they were going at. Uh, I didn't understand the psychology behind a lot of this stuff. I mean, some of the stuff they did in the ring was cool but that doesn't make a match to me. I'm, I'm, I mean, I think I've made my point clear, uh, throughout the shows that I'm a storytelling type of guy. I'm more into the storytelling. A guy could do 25 huracananas. It won't blink if they don't make sense to me. Um, so pretty much the match is Bob's worked for the first, like 20, 15, 20 minutes. It's Bob is working headlock spots. Uh, and, and, and they're interesting. They even do, they do like a couple of nice little bridging out, uh, Headlock spots and races. It's not like he's necessarily working, but it's real methodical. Like he's tapping the mat or he's trying to squirm out of of stuff. And then we go pretty much, we go from, uh, do a little bit of high spot and then back, back to the headlock. We, you know, he finally escapes a little bit more. looks like, okay, race is going to go on off and still he gets cut off and gets put back in the headlock and rinse and repeat for probably about five or six times. And the main problem with this is. Well, I think they just didn't mesh uh, real well, um, you know, which is odd because, I mean, they have a history together. They've they've uh, feuded over the uh, Missouri title in St. Louis. when uh, beat Harley Race for the Missouri title in St. Louis. Uh, but it just seemed like they didn't click. Bob is a guy who works holds and stuff, and Race is a bumper. So I just didn't think their styles really meshed well because I think Race takes these beautiful, picture-perfect bumps while Bob... Is working headlock spots and it just didn't mesh. And not only that, I mean, he just held on and held on and it just didn't really get interesting. Even towards the end, it got a little interesting, but it just didn't, just didn't click for me and stuff. Um, it just, yeah, they just, they just didn't have, I don't think they had good chemistry. And, and I mean, pretty much it felt like Bob took about 30 minutes of this match and Harley got five. I'm, I'm all for long shine segments and long heat segments, but all we got was a really long shine segment for Bob and no, we just got a couple of little bursts of heat segments and no long heat segment. So race ends up looking like a big pile of shit and has to use got to pull the rep in for a headbutt to, to cheat for a disqualification and keep his belt. So he comes out looking shitty. I hope just, so race, this wasn't race's touring, uh, type, uh, thing where he, it's one thing, I think you gotta make your opponent look credible, but you, if you're the world champ, you still can't come across looking like shit. And football, for all the people who want to say that Flair like bitched and stooged and, and did this and degraded the belt. I mean, I, Flair still remained strong throughout his matches. He had his heat segments and stuff like that. He might have bitched and sold a little too much, but he still had his heat segments really strong while race, this match, there was like non-existent and, and stuff. The most interesting part was when they both get busted open and they both start working the cut. Uh, it became started interesting and the crowd, the crowd was hot for the match to begin with. And they the, the, the crowd lost interest and started waning on it. So uh I'd probably give it like around maybe two and a quarter, two and a half stars.
4: Uh, Johnny.
3: Um I love that. Oh one other thing,
1: Johnny before you before you get into it, they had on the version I watched we had uh uh, a best striker on commentary. <laughs> he did a pretty Stryker, decent yeah. Job. yeah, he did some decent, pretty decent job, but he did a Harley race impression that I was offended for you, Johnny, because you're to <laughs> Harley race. Which,
3: which is something. Which is something because a striker is a, an amazing uh, voice guy of wrestlers. He uh, when he was coming up in the indies, that was his gimmick. Was that uh, he would do imitations of guys and dress up like them when he was in like the really low rent indies coming up. So, you know, but
0: uh, anywho,
3: uh, number one, I started watching this uh, on the the disc we had, and I was like, is this the, what is this the Z- the fucking Zapruder film? <laughs>
5: <laughs>
3: or, the, or, or the beginning of the Wonder Years? All I needed to hear was like, what <laughs> would you do? If I dominated the NW champ for 20 minutes, <laughs> <laughs> we'll just stand up and walk out on the uh I love the, tra- I, I love the trading pile drivers spot uh, because it was like Harley Race. Yeah, here's my pile driver where I, I slowly fall down to the side. And uh, here's Bob Baggins' pile driver where I kill you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boom. Uh, I know love- Johnny to interrupt you, you
1: want to interrupt real quick yeah. on the commentary uh on Striker goes and here is Carly Race. He's known for his pile driver and he does that shit and then Bob just fucking just doesn't he doesn't even, sell, doesn't even brag about Bob's pile driver and Bob's right. so much more
3: uh superior. I'm sure.
1: <laughs> I love
3: that that Harley had some uh, apparently female fans uh yes. in, in in the row who were screaming flat out. You heard it flat out. Yeah. When he's in the headline, Come on, Harley. <laughs> it's a chick too. You can beat this. Howdy. Howdy. Doody. Call howdy. Dude. This is the, this is actually the first time, uh, since we've been doing this show where you hear a howdy duty from the crowd at, a uh, at backwood. Uh, that, that
4: and, was, that was me in the crowd. That was me sitting there. <laughs>
3: <laughs> anyway, carry on. Uh, I I laughed my ass. It was right at the end when Backlund had the sleeper on Harley. And the shot is from behind. And the way Bob is selling that he's really got this in tight is apparently by humping Harley's back like a dog in heat. He's like, oh, that's interesting. Uh, I, I didn't hate this. Uh, I watched it on uh, the the Daily motion and uh because the, you might, I, I bought it for two dollars on youtube watch it here and my youtube won't fucking work so there's just a curse on this goddamn image
5: uh,
3: so i'm watching it and, and my, my, yeah my my streaming uh speeds suck so even then on daily Motion it was like blipping and shit and uh i get I, I get it I get what they were doing. Because who's to say in Missouri uh, for the Missouri title that Harley didn't stooge and bump around for uh, Bob Backlund when he beat him? And maybe they took that 10-minute match, what have you, and said, well, it's Madison Square Garden. We're going to do that 35 minutes long. And I don't, I, I still don't understand why was he disqualified. I, I didn't.
4: No, I didn't. He headbutted the did, ref.
3: I missed that. I missed it completely. He pulls the ref like, in. Oh.
1: He's in the sleeper, and he pulls yeah. pulls the ref in and headbutts him for the DQ.
3: I must yeah, have been doing a blip uh, I didn't.
4: <laughs> it just looked or to me a hit, like, or, or, a hit. Or, or or a hit. It just looked like the ref uh, fell
3: open.
4: It just looked over like the ref fell up, open. That,
3: that's in the garage, sir. Not while I'm watching wrestling. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> no, but I, I didn't detest did it. Because I get what they were going for. You know, this was, you know, probably a deal was made. I mean, there was something. Like, you know, we're going to make Bob Backlund look, you know, like, invincible. to the. the, Because, I mean, like, all the magazines at the time would be just like, you know, Bob Backlund, you know. If he ever had to fight Harley Race, he would, you know, obviously lose. And so they went and put on this match. And I guess the NWA didn't give a shit, you know. know, Why not? The other...
4: Why didn't they
3: give a shit? You know why? Because nobody saw it. Mm-hmm. It
2: wasn't on the MSG show, actually. That's a good
3: point. Nobody saw this. Yeah. These, these are the days where it got reported in the magazines. And, and that's it. And the magazines weren't... It's not, it's not like every wrestling fan was running to the stands to buy the fucking magazines. That was a niche market, too. You know, mm-hmm. It happened. The live crowd you know, who, who goes to the shows... You know, got to see that their guy is obviously yeah. better than their guy, and there you have it. Because yeah, someone in Kansas City did not see this, you know, so that's pretty much it. <laughs> I, yeah. I, 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 I didn't hate this. Uh, I, I got yeah, I what they the, were doing. I got what they were doing. One more thing, though, what Really, the thing that bothered me most that
1: really made me sour on the match was the cutoffs I thought were interesting. But there was no pay, payoff at the end, as in he, he was kind Bob kept cutting Bar- Harley off on his comebacks and, uh, Harley still never got any real comeback. You know, it'd be eventually it'd be one, it'd be one thing if you're blocking, like, say, for example, a tag match, you're, you're blocking the, the hot tag here once, twice, three times. Finally, they make the hot tag and they explode. We never really got to see Harley make a, a big comeback and, uh, or get to take, the, take the, take the offense. And I think, It would be cool if they teased it and then allowed, uh, they kept cutting Harley off and then they allowed Harley to, you know, kick some ass for about seven minutes or something. Well, that was my main, main issue with it.
3: you also got to figure Harley's laying around in that headlight going, I am making so much money right now
5: (laughs) to sit here and do whatever.
3: I'm in Madison Square Garden. I'm getting paid to lay here. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm taking the money.
4: (laughs) Kelly
2: well, I guess my reputation is kind of that i, I I'm the one who liked this match. Um, I liked
3: it I just didn't adore it
2: yeah I, I saw it probably a couple of years ago um, before I'd seen a lot of the other um, backland matches we've watched, and when I after I watched it this time, I sat down and I actually thought, was it better than this, but I had it you know at least six or seven backland matches um, better than this one. Um, that we've watched over the course of titans of wrestling um yeah i mean i'm a big uh, big fan of atmosphere and i thought you know the crowd was super into it um they did lose them with the headlock at one point because yeah it did go on too long i mean i don't know the first time i saw it i think i was amazed that it just kept going because you thought oh it's got to end now this is it You, you know you can't go back to the headlock oh no here it is again and then it just and another one. He was still working the headlock twenty minutes <laughs> into the match, and I just I don't know. I was like, swept up in the amazement of, of that whole thing. Um, yeah, I mean, you got to look at it. I guess I know from the the, the perspective of Vince Senior or or the, the decision makers that this was what we have to do. You know, Backlund's not going to become the unified champion. That wasn't going to happen. No way. So basically, we got a book. Backlund to be dominant, and I think they were a little overzealous in how dominant they made Backlund look. I mean, race didn't mean anything to the New York crowd, really. Um, the The magazine fans would have known him, but he never had a run in New York um, prior to this, and wouldn't, of course, until years later as as the king. So he wasn't. He didn't have to be protected. Um, like I said before, this match was actually not shown on on TV at the time. That's why there's no commentary on it, or no uh, no Vince commentary on it, um, because it, they didn't show it. And I, I'm I'm assuming now that Johnny mentioned it. It must have been like a concession to the NWA that that you know, <laughs> okay, we'll book we'll let you book it however you want to book it but you sure as hell ain't going to show it on your fucking TV show.
4: They, um, they, they didn't show the Andre Hogan match, either. That's true. Yeah, I'm not sure why they, that they, one didn't get they, shown. I don't think this whole card, didn't there for some reason? No, no,
2: I think, if I'm not mistaken, they aired some of the card, and then in place of these matches, they showed uh, some matches from the Shea show, actually. Right, um, okay. yeah. So, I'm not sure why... I guess because they had... Right, because Hogan and Andre wrestled on the Shea Show. They showed that version of the match instead, I guess. Okay. Probably. That's probably why they didn't have commentary for the Hogan-Andre match. Anyway, yeah, I don't want to watch this match again. Twice is enough. Um, eh, I mean, yeah. Even I mean, they got hot in the final stretch uh, with the blood... Um there was a botch at when um Race got posted basically uh Backlund kind of whiffed on on pushing him into the post but uh Race ran and jumped into the post anyway Um Harv, there were a lot of uh suplex variations in this match if nothing else um there yeah. was a german suplex there was a double underhook suplex uh gutridge suplex so there was that
4: Delayed Vertical,
2: belly uh, to back. Delayed Vertical, yep, pretty much. Delayed, delayed Vertical
3: looked awesome. That yeah, was just, it, it was it, yeah. That that awesome. It looked awesome. Yeah. I
2: mean, this was far from Bob's worst outing, but it's just, I think, too much political bullshit behind the scenes right. um, prevented this. Yeah, I, and I, I don't think I it just was, loved I it was like layout
1: is what, what it was. It was just delayed out bad.
2: It was, and who know is that on is that on Harley a lot of it? I mean, who was calling this match exactly?
1: Was you, it you know? I don't know. Have you guys ever seen the uh, All Japan match with Harley and Steamboat? It's worked real similar, except for it was 13 minutes and Steamboat got some offense and as the babyface. The same with Harley, but they, they worked uh, the headlock the headlock pretty much for a little 13 <laughs> or 14 minutes. Uh, going back to it, but it was a lot more interesting because Steamboat is so much more better at selling than Bob right. and stuff.
2: It's funny that of all the guys, it's Hulk Hogan that gets the best matches out of Harley Race or something like that. I don't <laughs> all know. Right. Of all the guys he wrestled, what does that say? Um, mm. Yeah. I would love, too bad we didn't have the uh, St. Louis match from a month or so later to compare, because I would love to see how they booked that one. Because obviously, they, I don't think they would have booked it the same way in St. Louis.
3: Shall I maybe give, they, you know what? Maybe they did. Maybe the exact opposite. Maybe in St. Louis, yeah. no. uh, race kicked Baglin's ass. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't,
4: I don't believe that for a second. And, Why uh, not? Why wouldn't you believe that? <laughs> well, Why? I, yeah, shall I? Shall I give Delighting you? Us. Shall I give you my review? Yeah.
3: <laughs> no, yeah. No. 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 No.
4: No. Before no, Before no,
3: no, you want to talk review, here? Yeah. No. Before your review. Why would you think that maybe that was the
4: trade-off? And in well, St. Louis, uh, Bacca got his ass kicked well, all it, it, um, it, it actually uh, – the first thing I wanted to say in my review, and uh, I will – listeners, if you have any kids, uh, lock them up or something. Get them away. <laughs> Par- parental discretion is advised for the next five Tell minutes me. or so. Uh, parental adve- uh, discretion is advised. Uh, Johnny, I will answer your question now. Um one of the reasons I read like I will I'll go on record and say this is this is one of my least favourite matches ever it's a pile of fucking shite okay and one of the reasons for that okay um, is that if I was to if you were to ask me okay without seeing this how would Backland and Race work a match well we we know that Backland works all of his matches from on top he's on top he's dominant all the time and we know that Race works all of his matches from underneath like I've never seen a Harley race match where he doesn't bit Joe. Yeah. Okay, so if I was to predict how this match would would go, it would go okay. exactly it would go exactly like this match. Okay, and that's the reason why I don't believe for a second that it, when they worked in St. Louis, that Backlund was getting his ass kicked because what we've never seen Backlund get his ass kicked, not in a single no, match. No, no, no. When I, I
3: say get was- his ass kicked, and I don't mean Harley like working as some sort of babyface. I mean B- B- Backlund being some pl- a plucky. You know good guy who's fighting back then they you know
4: no, I, they I, I, what, get... what with race getting proper heat heat uh, control segments yeah, maybe that's what they did in his
3: hometown yeah. I, yeah.
4: i'm not I'm not convinced of that
3: because I mean it, I... it makes it makes sense I mean we don't know because the footage doesn't exist, but wouldn't that make okay you're a logical man Spock now wouldn't you <laughs> Well, I've seen, I've seen, the, I've the seen. The logic.
4: I've seen Mace work in Kansas, though, and he doesn't work. Yeah, but, no,
3: but the, in this situation, in this, you know, once in a lifetime or once in like every couple of years situation, uh, that the, the caveat, the uh, what the, the trade back is that, and then when we do this in your town, we do it, you know, so you look dominant.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: I, I'd, I'd love to I mean, believe, I, 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 I'd see, love to believe it, but. I, I, I don't believe that happened though. Not for not even for. I, I
1: see I see both sides of this, and but there's no way. And we're not going to be able to get an
2: answer. But we don't yeah. know. No, there's, no, there's no footage. We can't. We can only speculate. Yeah. So we we move. we don't. But
4: uh, like, but see, but see, see my speculation,
3: my, my, my speculation is positive and full of love. And Jerry's uh, Jerry von Kramer <laughs> here, uh, apart, <laughs> uh, it is full it. of, of negativity. Oh, no, i'm looking at your face looking at me right now with anger <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know literally you know Carby, you, don't, don't do. Carby, you don't
1: need a heel persona
3: <laughs> it's um, like, dude, this this is the, the face on uh, on the skype uh thing yeah. is the face he was making as he was making his tea no, that, that, that's all he had to
2: post that's all he should have posted on pwo was just the picture <laughs> just the <a> face
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this is my thoughts on
2: that
3: Face of I'm death. very disappointed.
4: This <laughs> in the in the in the in the show notes I may include that picture to, to see what heard, <laughs> we're talking about here. Um, this match yeah, is, hey,
1: it's the face of shitty match and my tea is cold.
4: This uh, <laughs> this match is a total atrocity. It really is. Um I mean, they, they were building this as the Super Bowl of wrestling, title versus title, all of this, all of this stuff, okay? Now, if you think about the logic of any Hollywood movie, of any action film, there has to be something for the hero to overcome, okay? You, you don't get, Die Hard isn't good, okay, if Bruce Willis just kicks Hans Gruber's ass in the first couple of minutes and then he continues to do it for the next half an hour. That's not a very good story. So what's going on here? I mean, this is just like, it makes no sense. It, 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 Storyline-wise, it's a to, I mean, it's idiotic, totally backwards. Um, and the worst thing is, is they, they threaten this transition over and over again, like you said. Okay, so, so uh, Race goes for a gut wrench suplex. Backlund can't give it to him. He counters the gut wrench. So any, any little bit of offense, Race tries to get going. Backlund's got an answer. He's got a counter for it. So what's the takeaway? It's that Backlund is a better wrestler than Harley Race. Um, yes. That's
2: what, the point they were trying to make. For
4: sure. and, the, and the races are you know, we, we, you know it, it might as well be a fight. I, I've written here, it's like watching Superman fight the Riddler. I mean, it's like, obviously the Riddler is going to get his ass kicked, pillar to post. There's no, there's, it's just no, <sighs> the, why were they trying to tell that story though? It, it's retarded. It's stupid. Well,
1: they're they're trying they're trying to tell that story because it's a New York audience. New
4: York I'm York with
1: audience, you. I didn't man. like. I'm, I didn't like. Yeah, I didn't so, like so why is
4: it New York yeah, audience? I mean, it's, any any audience you sit like that's like, what that's, that's no, what they're but, paying for. What do you mean? So it What'd doesn't be, matter yeah, if the New exactly. York audience, but right? Okay, you're not listening to what I'm saying here. Okay, oh, yeah. I I, I, die I, hard, actually, like, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. You, you sit down to watch Die Hard, okay? All right, that's a that's a you know the, the audience is on the hero side, okay? So the audience is on Bob Backlund's side. He needs some challenge to overcome. It, it's not the like cha- and the challenge being that New York uh, hot New York
3: crowd who are with, with full of magazine readers and stuff want to see their guy get it over to the guy who's always being proclaimed as being better because it's the NWA champ. What, so But so, they didn't show it on TV. Like you said, they didn't show it on TV. This was a match for the it, guy. It doesn't, New it doesn't New York justify crowd. it,
4: though, because if, for those 22,000 people who were there, what? So you have to completely bitch him out and make okay. him feel... Yes! I will, you I, might as well have Frank... Our, I,
1: our, I, I agree with you. I, I hated the story. The story sucked, but it made sense for the New York audience. Yeah, no, that's, that's what I, what I, think you're, I think I, That's where I think... I think that's where you're missing it. But now, in the bubble I, as a match,
4: I, I, I thought it. I don't know I why it, does it why does I, it make sense for the New York audience though? Because, because they it, wanted to see it. They wanted to the the York. I agree.
3: It. I agree. Like with you, I'm like, no, the match was not good yeah. uh, from us watching in this perspective. But put yourself in the in the in the I, shoes. I
4: still don't. Of, under, I still don't understand why what. So they they want to see the NWA champ get his ass kicked for after. yes, but, but there they're guy. like the Yankees. They want
2: to see the Yankees kick the Cardinals' ass. Yes. Bob's got
1: to come back next week while Harley's going off to Oklahoma or going off to Texas or going
3: off to St. Louis. And they can say our guy, because there's kayfabe. Kayfabe still exists. And they can say our guy's better. The, their guy, you know, yes. this,
4: they weren't. They didn't they care could, about star ratings or anything. Or work rate. It, like what? So they had to go to that. They, they had to be to that well, level. Yeah. Like you can like I said, they went over. have a control segment. Uh, you know, it, <laughs> went, oh, yeah, it
3: went over the top. But who gives a shit?
4: No one's gonna see it
3: except that crowd.
4: It's and on like
3: th- uh, thirty seen, years later.
4: I, I've seen. Jo- I've seen like uh, th- th- we've seen jobber matches, Kelly, where the jobber has had more offense than Nolly Racing this month. Yeah. Oh, no, uh, I, I, I agree. They went out Yes. Seeker versus Hulk Hogan got more offense than this. Right, anyway, national I, television. On national a, television. No, he did. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't I don't understand. I mean, if the New York crowd wanted to see it that much, why were they sitting on their hands after 15 minutes? Because headlocks are boring.
5: Yeah, but, they they to,
4: but they still
3: want to, their guy to prove that, you know, like, you know, that you know New York's always been a smarky audience it's always has been and uh even in the kayfabe era uh you know there's like you know they get no respect to the magazines and what have you and I
4: uh i i don't it, think the Harley Race or the NWA should, should have let this happen because d- d- don't forget okay right well what was the caveat they said it wasn't aired well it, it wasn't aired but 22,000 people what like none of, none of those people is a it. drop in the boat what they were what going is on the, the internet? internet it's no. 1980 <laughs> none of those people know any anybody outside of New York none of them what, know what getting none of them on the travel, phone none of them what were they doing like,
3: <laughs> getting on the phone and calling wrestling fans yeah. in Florida Yeah. yeah. Say, hey calling their probably
1: some <laughs> calling their grandparents I mean guys that? I don't know many wrestling fans except around the internet. I don't know any personally. <laughs> like, calling up? I know their, I can't uh, call anybody.
4: No, it, <laughs> right, let, let's pretend you were eighteen. You went to that match. You called up your grandfather, who's uh, who's moved to Florida. <laughs> I saw I saw the NWA champ Harley race, and he was absolutely terrible. <laughs> he was just, oh wow!
5: Well, Maybe that's why he
2: dropped the belt, or why he dropped the belt the next year. Maybe his popularity did plunge from this. I don't know. <laughs>
3: I'm, d- I mean, I'm just, part I'm just part saying. I get, part of I, of I get why you didn't like the
4: match as the match. Don't underestimate like your, your anger about. You don't underestimate. Why it would 20, do this? Twenty-two you know, thousand people. Not it. Hush, yeah. puppy, Hush puppy started with about ten people wearing them. So it's like, <laughs> don't underestimate the uh, impact of that many people. You know. That, it, right. it can quickly spiral. It can quickly spiral. just by word okay, of mouth. Yeah,
3: okay. yeah, okay. 22,000 drunks in Madison Square Garden watch a match. They go, yeah, our guy's great. They go out and forget about it like 10 minutes later. And uh, and, 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 and the after mags show a couple pictures <laughs> and say there was, there was a double thing. That's it. That's all there was. That's it.
2: Minus uh, footage, footage from the South in like early 1981 with people screaming at race. You were a bum against Backlund in New York. We know.
4: Yeah, we know. Harv's <laughs> yeah. great oh, yeah. grandfather
3: oh. called us, you son of a bitch.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, minus, minus three stars for me. Uh, what, what did you go, uh, Pete?
1: I went like two and a quarter. I mean, I didn't like the match, but I, I thought mechanically what they did in the ring was, what the, everything they did was worked well, but it, I hated the story. Uh, as in, I, Again, if they, if the cutoffs led to a big payoff or re-erased, took a control, I think I would have liked it a lot much more, because I mean, I thought the headlock spots were well-worked, I thought everything inside the ring physically was well-worked, I just hated the story.
4: So, um, I guess, uh, I, at least I put pay to this idea that I'm some kind of spot junkie suplex monkey Pete, because, uh, I, I didn't like it for all of those reasons, oh, but I, junkie monkey. <laughs> <laughs> um shall we uh, 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 wrap up then I, I think it's uh, I think hey, it's, one, one other thing I'd add to this there was
3: like no for all this the Super Bowl of wrestling there really wasn't any build up there's two interviews build up is Bruno Larry that's build up yeah. there's no real build up to this it happened
4: yeah I, I I personally think it has no defense like the context doesn't change any. like just for those 22,000 people there you yes it you you uh, worked back then no, I think it's i i i i'll go on record to say it's idiotic. But
3: it didn't work. That's, it, it, that's not the way it worked back then. it's I, I, the, it the same. Back. It's the same thing.
1: Part of today's like the indies when they bring in a a star and they put over the local town. That's pretty much what Harley was doing there. I was putting over Bob and stuff. And again, I mean, I'm with you. I didn't like the story. But, yeah. I, but I but I I understood why they did it. If you don't understand why they did it, I mean, I I, I don't know how much more you to be explained to you. Brutus
3: Brutus Brutus Beefcake lays down for uh, Johnny Shiny Pants, you know, in some, <laughs> yeah. in, in, in some high school gym. That's what happened.
4: It, it it doesn't make any sense if Brutus Beefcake is a pushover though. Like there has to be some resistance. Sure it does.
3: If, if Johnny Shiny Pants is their hero, of yeah, that, he has the rep. Of those ten people who go to that indie, and they love Johnny Shiny Pants, then Brutus Beefcake comes in and loses right away and looks like a bitch to him, and everyone goes, yay, Johnny Shiny Pants, for that crowd.
4: Well, if he he can do it in a couple of minutes, if he can do it, if he takes 35 minutes and 45 seconds, though. (laughs) Well, that's because you had to give
3: the people, like, well, it should be epic.
4: I noticed they didn't yeah. go for an hour draw, or even a
3: 45-minute draw. As back in the day, they do 45-minute draws. Like, you know, well, we want to do a draw, but we don't want to do an hour. 45, <laughs> that, we'll do that, you know. Yeah, I'm they, getting, they I'm getting so disappointed
1: Because Parv. I thought we were going to agree a lot on this, and now we've, we've argued more about this. Now, <laughs>
3: I just I, totally two I, I just
4: I just don't buy the justification. <laughs> I think it's fucking idiotic. It's just a, no, a, no a, we all agree that it's not a, a good message. the justification, justification. the just, yeah. the remedial. You're basically like it's it's I, I, it's I, it's I won't wrestling, have... of course. It's for
1: meat. <laughs> yeah. oh, it's not, it's not I, made for fucking scholars and stuff. I, I mean, I, I, won't, it, I, won't,
4: it's I, I won't have it. It doesn't matter. Neither is Transformers. You still need the evil side to, to have some force of resistance. Even Michael Bay knows that. Vince Senior or whoever took this piece of
3: shit. Well, okay, so
4: okay, let's, let's say let's
3: okay Transformers. Okay, let's say Terminator from a different movie company, comes over to the Transformers, and no yeah. one's going to see this, except for Transformers fans.
4: Yeah. The Transformers
3: <laughs> take the Terminator's ass, and the Transformers fans are the only ones who get to see it. Right? Because, yay, Transformers is...
4: They, they still... They still <laughs> it, it's going to be disappointing if Terminators just push over. I don't care what it's Not if says. You
3: think it's real.
4: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, I know. Uh, we're not. We're going uh, nowhere. Uh, uh, is this. This is not going to get anywhere because uh, I really going round and
1: round, no, round no, and no, round, no, round and no, round. No, I, need, I need a cup. Let's of tea. see the argument go round and round. <laughs> let's. Uh, let
4: Let's. Let's finish up on this. So, match of the night then. Match <laughs> of the night. Uh-huh. Anybody I'll be uh, missing
1: was JDW on this thing
4: here. <laughs> oh, uh, don't worry, he'll see the uh, review I have posted in the thread as well.
2: <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, and he likes <laughs> this match. He, he, he likes
4: this match? Yes. It, uh, if he couldn't get any lower in my estimation, he's just gone. Yeah, All was, right, it was a match, of the the match the a match of the night.
1: only two that I've ever seen pimp the match.
4: Uh, match of the night. Pete?
1: Gosh.
3: <laughs> That's tough. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'm
1: going
2: to go because I watched WrestleMania 3. I'm going to go WrestleMania 3. <laughs> uh, Kelly? Good call. Um, I, I wish I had watched WrestleMania 3. Uh, I'm going with Bob and, Bob and Harley because really, uh, I didn't like the other, or I didn't like the Hogan-Andre MSG match much, and the other Hogan-Andre match was two minutes, and there was a handicap match, so yeah. By default. I I will go with Bob and Harley. Johnny. Uh
3: Vincent Blassie versus Hogan's uh, uh yeah. stoicism. Uh, <laughs> that's my that's the best thing that happened on this.
4: You'll pick it up, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Well okay, and then Hogan versus Steve King and Angela Gomez. By the <laughs> way, again again, Steve King, as soon as they go, Steve King and I see him and they go from Panama I'm like so actually yes, from Little Ferry, New Jersey. Oh, well, well, how how how. We're from Little Ferry, New Jersey. We'll kill you. Uh yeah, Hogan versus Steve King, Angela Gomez and the uh the promo that followed. That that's my that's that's the best match.
4: And uh I'm going to go with Hogan Andre, the uh the one that actually happened in MSG. Um M- M- MVP, this is uh, going to be interesting. <laughs> Pete Freddie Blassie. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, Kelly? Yeah, Blassie. Yeah. Johnny, I'm assuming you're going with Blassie as well.
3: I've got Blassie! (laughs) I mean,
4: Blassie takes it for this, uh, star (laughs) of this, uh, show. And, uh, Worst Worker? Gorilla. Gorilla for you, Pete?
1: Yeah, that bass count was
4: bullshit.
1: (laughs) (laughs)
5: Um,
1: Ellie.
2: <laughs> uh, God. I mean, it's weird considering no matches really are super awesome. They're, uh, Harley? I don't, that doesn't make any sense, though. I don't know, man. I I'm, I can't think of one. They're, it's not, ugh. nobody was really that bad. It's just nobody was really that good,
4: I guess. Uh, Johnny?
3: Uh, Gary Michael, competitor's barber. Yeah, definitely the worst worker So, <laughs> uh,
4: I I'm going to go with uh, Bob Backlund for, make, for working a 24 minute headlock, <laughs> um, which shows, if nothing else, a paucity of imagination. Like, okay, work a guy's neck, but find at least one other way to do it. <laughs> well,
1: he did. He dropped. He dropped the uh, the uh, leg drop on it.
4: Yeah, because Bob Backlund
3: invented put, uh, putting headlocks on guys to stretch time yeah. out.
1: No, like the leg drop. He dropped a pile driver on a Harley Race. Yeah. I mean, I know it's a transition move in the '80s, but it still. I mean, it hurt his neck. You know, you know maybe, car, maybe, you know. maybe
3: Bob Backlund was being that whole baby faces are dicks thing that we, uh, we we've talked about because uh, you know he's like I'm going to try to make this asshole submit to a headlock. I'll drop him <laughs> on his head. Yeah, watch that dick, old man. Yeah, old man. <laughs> Fuck you. Respected, respected in the locker room. Fuck you, buddy. Now I like the match
4: more. <laughs> no, he uh, he actually did that pile driver after the headlock sequence was over. So, so I well, that makes sense.
1: So he's working the he's working the the neck head the neck. So therefore, then he goes for a pile driver.
4: He, he, didn't, he didn't he didn't do it to prove that he had a better pile driver than race after no selling.
3: Racist pile I driver. Could, that could have been it, too, you know. I mean, well, I mean, who, I, mean, I mean, come on. It, it, you, Harley races pile driver. He falls over to his side, you know. <laughs> you know, of course he's going to get up and give it. and supposed to hurt? Maybe that hurts <laughs> in your podunk town uh, down in eastern Alabama. But here in New York, here's how we do a fucking pile driver. Boom!
4: <laughs> oh, hey. Bob Bacdon is a dick. Okay, um... Kelly, Kelly, what's coming up next? Uh, what, what have we got planned for the next show?
2: Oh yes, well, it's called the Unspecial. It's gonna be uh, like sort of a change of pace. I don't want to uh, spoil things too much. I'll just give you the main event for the for the next show. It's from uh, January twenty first, nineteen eighty. MSG. Hulk Hogan, the fabulous Hulk Hogan, versus Dominic Dinucci oh. is the main Woo. event. <laughs> and uh, an, an excellent card underneath. Um, it's going to be silly. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be funny. It's going to be great. I
1: just want to say one thing: you should be shot and, and blindfolded, preparing to put Ricky Steamboat. <laughs> for putting Ricky Steamboat on a wrestle crap show. That's
3: just <laughs> we don't Hey, what kind of mafia shit is? Getting shot and then blindfolded. That's, <laughs> that's yeah, called hardcore. Really that's really sending a message. <laughs> hardcore. Yeah, well, you well, know, I, <laughs> I gotta got 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 think. Hey, Toots. Hey, Toots. We're gonna shoot the son of a bitch and then put the blindfold on him. I got a dummy.
4: Put the blindfold
3: <laughs> on the guy because I gotta, you know, got
4: <laughs> Right, folks. I'm gonna go and, uh, Watch some New Japan from 1981, I think. I'm, uh, to get a taste out of, of this crap out of my mouth. I so. am, <laughs> am
1: going to get on Twitter and look at, uh, at, at Titans O Wrestling to, at Twitter. Twitter.
4: At Titans yes. o Wrestling on Twitter. Yeah. Go there. Follow us. We'll follow you. Is that what you say?
1: Exactly. We have some interesting discussions. We had Rip Rogers talking to us, Jim Cornette. Yeah. We had, yeah. you know,
3: Nation. Cool be part of the cool kids. Follow us at uh, exactly. Twitter, Titans O Wrestling. T-I-T-A-N-S-O-W-R-E-S-T-L-I-N Titans O Wrestling at Twitter. Follow us. You know and, you want to follow us. You know. You know you want to <sighs> you know follow us. Take the, the follow. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the damn beer.
5: <laughs> Give me
3: the damn beer, McMahon. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right, guys, see you next time.
5: Yeah. Sunny day, sleeping up.